This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 81 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, it is a new era for NWA TNA. Eric Watts is gone, at least in terms of power. And all the power now is with Don Callis and Jeff Jarrett. Are we in store for a better NWA TNA? Or are we going to be sinking fast? That's a really tough question, Matt. Um, well, like, like you know, like I said last week, I'm kind of like over the Don Callis, Callis regime. Uh, I, I'm kind of just like over him as an on-screen character, I feel like at this point. I think it's just overused. And so the fact that now he has all the power, I'm a little nervous about what we got coming up here in the next uh, few, I don't know, months. The months leading up to... Uh, he's not going to stay in power forever, right? It's going to eventually end. Yeah, it's eventually going to end, and then he's going to come back. I mean, yeah, eventually. In like 15 years or whatever it is. And then, like, yeah, and then, like, a, be, like, an executive in the company. A real executive in the company. Right. It's only it's only fitting that uh, you're kind of getting tired of the Don Callis character, and, and by all accounts, with him having more power, you're probably going to get double the dosage. Well, that's what I mean. I think that's the part that I don't like even more. It's like, oh my god, I bet you anything, we are going to be starting out today's show with a Don Callis promo in the ring, and then we're going to have a backstage interview with Don Callis, and then he's going to be out at the end of the show as well. It's going to turn into like how Jarrett like keeps coming out. And it's like, okay, listen, if if we had smaller doses of Jarrett, his title run probably wouldn't be as fucking dreadful. But it's like, okay, here's Jarrett talking about fighting again. Oh, Jarrett interfered in this match. Jarrett has a backstage promo. Jarrett interferes in the main event and then has another promo. It's like, okay, guys, we need to relax. Well, what I remember like the week before he won the title in 2002, didn't he come out after a main event to cut a promo on Ron Killings. And it really just was like, why dude, that, that was really bad. Cause I and think it, it was a good main event. And then like, Oh, here's Jeff Jarrett for the last three minutes to do a quick, another promo on Ron Killings and coming for the gold or whatever. Yeah, dude, that I really didn't like. And I remember that. And it was just like kind of cringy. It was like, why is he doing this? And it was just like, it came off very much like, fuck you, Ron Killings. Kind of. I, yeah. I'm Jeff Jarrett, and it's like, uh, okay. He just constantly needs attention. Listen, and you know, that's because he's a star, man. He is a star. Well, of course he is. Uh, we know that. He's definitely not. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I can, we can just ramble on Jeff Jarrett. We could do a whole episode and just ramble on Jeff Jarrett if we want. Because listen, probably I I like Jeff Jarrett. 
Just sometimes yeah. the shit he does drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. But, you know, last week, you know who else was there, Bob? Who were you seeing on the show tonight? The insane clown posse is going to be back in the asylum tonight. Are you, whoop, are you ready? Whoop, there it is, right? Is that the right. whoop, there it is? I don't know. They do whoop, whoop, something. So They took uh, it from men on a mission. I'm convinced of it. Oh, that's a good point. They probably did. There we go. Well, you know, we, it, what's a funny thing, too, about men? This is totally off topic, but I was watching, like, WCW Saturday night from, like, 93 a while ago. Okay. And, you know... It was weird that the crowd was doing whoop there it is for like Too Cold Scorpio. Hmm. As if Too Cold Scorpio was part of Men on a Mission in a different company. Oh, that is kind of so weird. So were the fans like thinking like, oh, all black people are whoop there it is. Oh my god. It could have been. It could have been that like ridiculous. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Like ice trains coming out, and they're just like, "Whoop, there it is!" Like, no, it's not. <laughs> Men on a mission's a rap group, like a rap team, and you're going out for a guy who's pretending to be a glacier. A glacier. Like, what are we talking? About? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But uh, needless to say, they are actually wrestling now. The insane clown posse. And are you are you ready to be down with the clowns tonight, Bob? Dude, I'm a I'm a juggalo. There we go. I'm I'm only here for it if um, Shaggy Two Dope gets power bombed on top of a bus again, and then slides off of it. Well, if that were to happen, that'd be really unfortunate because uh, Mike Awesome's not there to save his life. Well, I don't want him to die, you know, die, but I just want him to get power bombed on a bus. That's all. Right. Because that's not like sucky. Getting okay. power bombed on top of a fucking bus. I don't like it. So I'm here for that. Okay. But in bigger news, (laughs) Sandman has a new partner as well tonight. He's bringing in Terry Funk to face the Gathering. Will Terry Funk finally be the partner for Sandman to take down the Gathering for Raven? Which is a weird thing to even talk about right now because it's really Raven's storyline. But Sandman's like trying to like fight for him. But then he's like, fuck Raven. I'm going to find new partners. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, here's my prediction. I don't think it's going to be Terry Funk. I think Alan Funk is going to come back dressed up as Terry Funk. Talk about heat. That's what he was doing in WWE. Remember, he was the Funkster. Or, uh, yeah, the Funkster. No, that Hulkster. was. Well, yeah, he was like, yeah. But he was like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So now he's going to do it, but be Terry Funk instead. Be Terry Funk. Come out with the branding iron. and Yeah. He'll mix like all the gimmicks together. He'll have the branding iron, and he'll have the stocking over his head, like Jane Till Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, and then the see, pinstripe yeah. pants, right? And a, and a fake and a fake chainsaw. I wish that I'd be more upset if Alan Funk came back, but I wouldn't. I was. I think we were warming up to him by the time he left. He left, and it was like, wow, that kind of sucks. He was banging fucking Sean Wallman's girlfriend, or no, Brian Lawler's no. girlfriend. I was like, wait a second, China? <laughs> no, Brian Lawler. What? Yeah, Sean it, Waltman took Brian Lawler's girlfriend, too. That's a good point. He, she was getting around quick. Yeah, she was. She was getting around a lot then. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and then Jeff Jarrett has a mystery opponent tonight. He's defending the title 
We don't know who it's against. He doesn't know who it's against. So that should be fun. Am I going to be disappointed? Could be Ice Train. Uh, Could we be disappointed by this, Bob? Probably. I think there's a really good chance that it's going to just be someone like, oh, Rick Steiner's back. Do you think, so when TNA comes, you know, with these surprises, you know, more times than not, maybe they're a little subpar. But do you think this will be an MLW level of surprise? Like, holy shit, changing the business? Changing the business. Um, no, I oh. do think I do think that here in the asylum years, what we've seen though is we have seen more. Like when they say a surprise, they do actually tend to bring in new people. I do feel like more often than not. Now in later years, I feel like when they have surprises, it's like when Dixie Carter is like, "We're going to change the wrestling world," and then as you always say, it's Matt Hardy. No, Tommy Dreamer. Oh, there's the Matt Hardy one too, though. That maybe Bischoff. You did that with Matt that. Hardy too. I think Bischoff might have mentioned that one actually, but you're you're right. You you've mentioned the Tommy Dreamer thing a lot. Yeah. Well, but, here's the thing though. So clarification: she does that for Tommy Dreamer, but then I remember reading something where she clarified, and was like, "It's not regarding a surprise on this pay per view." So I feel like she was doing that, and then Jeff Jarrett's probably like, "Hey, Tixie, it's fucking Tommy Dreamer." Can we calm please down? Please this is it. not going to give us huge ratings. It's, you know, yeah, Tommy Dreamer, listen, he's fine and all. If he showed up here in these family years, I probably wouldn't give two fucks, to be honest with you. Um, and last year, I, I just saw, right before we got on here, Bob, that Tommy Dreamer ranked higher in the PWI 500 than I think that he probably ever should. How high was he? Um, I mean, he was in the mid the middle range, but I still was like, that's still too high. I can, I can try to find it quick because he's highlighted in pink. Because I have it next to me, if everyone's wondering. I was reading this before Bob got on the air today. It yeah, was still. I suggest everybody subscribe to TWI. For $35, you get 60 magazines or whatever it is. If you do. Yeah, that. I'm not subscribed, but I should be. See if. Oh, okay. He's um, 394 which I still think is too high. That's not really mid range. Okay, it's lower lower range. Yeah. I for, I thought it was a little higher than that. Three ninety four is probably all right. No, he should probably. If you had told me like two seventy or something, I would have been like, well, I don't know about that. It do I think it depends on who's like after him. Like, are there any notable names after him? I mean, I know how you feel about him, but like Matt Taven is, and I think Matt Taven's better than Tommy Dreamer. Matt Taven's further behind than. Tommy Dreamer at 394. Yeah, he's two behind. Oh, w- even like W. Morrissey, who's I mean, what? I know, I know the range is a little different, of course, the way they do it. Yeah, the the grading period or whatever. Um, but regardless, I do think that even with that, yeah, I mean, I could keep going if you want, but this is on the PWI 500 podcast. However, oh maybe God. one day we'll do a bonus episode, and me and Bob will just read old. old we can. Bob, maybe what we need to do for a, an old episode is we'll get together, we'll go through the PW 500s from the years of the asylum years, and then we'll be like, okay, where did everyone who wrestled in TNA rank in these years? <laughs> I, they... not, I have a, I have the magazine. I have all the 500s. So let's guys, happen. guys, stay tuned. We finished our WWA bonus series. Anything's we're running possible. out of ideas. <laughs> we're running out of ideas. We have nothing else to do. We had six of those shows. We're like, dude, we're good. We've ran out of them. Now we're like, fuck. What do we do now? 
yeah, yeah, it was going good for a while. <laughs> um, also on tonight's show, though, uh, Redshirt Security, uh, I believe, are defending the titles. I think we heard that, did we not? Uh, I believe, yeah, I do. I don't, I don't know if they said who, but who. I believe they said they were defending him. I could be wrong. If not, we're getting a title match tonight. Yeah. Uh, and did we hear about anything else on tonight's show, Bob? I don't, I don't know if we did. Uh, we heard about Al Leon against Abyss. Okay, that one I thought we might have. So, but that I think that's it though. That's it though. So that's our 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 card for tonight. We have the heavyweight title on the line, which is already a, a big incentive to want to go because Jeff Jarrett does not defend the title a lot. Insane clown posse. If you are a juggalo, they're wrestling tonight. And El Leon, will he finally be unmasked? Fucking hopefully. Fucking for his hopefully. sake, that leather mask in a Tennessee uh, auditorium probably isn't great. Right. Did you see uh, Jordan's tweet uh, asking if you knew how to pronounce municipal or no? He was like, really what? Gotta... He was like, what? What is it, Dallas? What? What? You really got to bring that up right now, though. <laughs> you really got to bring that up. I was going to practice, but there's no reason for me to say it again. So I was going to practice again before I, I got I on. bet you. I, I am hoping. And I might even try to look it up as we go on the show. I'm hoping that there's a TNA pay-per-view down the road at the Municipal Auditorium. You can barely say it. I have a stutter. Municipal. 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 If you just say moo, it drags it out long enough to when you just say municipal. Municipal. That's right. The National Municipal Auditorium. That's where we're at. Uh, Let me run down the card from last week briefly. uh, And then we can get into some of this shit. Um, I'll just start off by saying me and Bob thought it was very in the middle. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that bad. It was very middle of the road last week. But, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah. Um, You know, is what it is. Uh, Abyss defeated D'Lo Brown in the opening contest. And then D'Lo Brown was... Slam through a table. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I looked it up. Sorry. Slam anniversary 2000. Guess 2007. Guess where it's at? The Nashville Municipal. <laughs> That's right, baby. So stay tuned because then come 2007, okay, so we'll have to say it a bunch. In three years, we get to talk about it again. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Yeah. So D'Lo uh, was stretchered out after that match with the best. He's bleeding from the mouth. After being put through the table. And I got a note about that. We'll discuss uh, momentarily. Uh, Chris Saban retained the X Division title against Michael Shane. It was, a, I think, a pretty good X Division title match. No complaints from me. The Gathering, CM Punk and Julio De Niro, defeated the team of Sandman and his mystery partner that week, Mikey Whipwreck, which was pretty cool. Except once again, just like Balls Mahoney, Mikey Whipwreck didn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he, I don't know if it's really accurate or not, but I, he was probably, I think he was semi-retired at that point. I know he's had a bunch of matches after, but he certainly was never uh, as active as he once was. Listen, I wasn't expecting a banger, but, like, he did, like, four moves and then got thrown to the floor, and, and that was, like, it. Well, you know, I, think the, what, I, think, I think the four moves are more than uh, what we tend to get out of Jeff Jarrett. With all the brawling. That's right. Then we had an eight-man tag team match that was really for highlighting our uh, Team AAA on our 
America's X Cup, which, you know, by the way, Bob, is next week. But oh, that's right. I'm sure we'll be talking about that more coming up. Uh, Abismo Negro, Hector Garza, Juventud Guerrera, The Juice, and Mr. Aguela defeated Chad Collier, Eric Young, Matt Stryker with a Y and Unibrow, and Sharkboy. Then the Redshirt Security won those tag team titles by defeating three live crew, which was pretty surprising. But it happened. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Heel-wise, I don't think they have a lot of tag teams that are really worth our time. I don't think Gilberti and David Young are really... Uh, right, and now they've turned Simon and Swinger face, essentially, so... Right. I agree. So, hey, you know what? Like, like it, it's always better with the chase, right? So, it, I mean, having it, it's probably not the. I don't hate it. It's just weird. I didn't expect it. Like, if you told me like four months ago, hey, Redshirt Security are going to win the tag titles, I'd be like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. So I really didn't, I didn't see it coming, but you know what? At least it's with Legend, who I like, and Northcut, who is the better of the. Not we don't like Ryan Wilson as much. Right. Yeah, Northcutt and Legend is the better duo. And uh, like you were saying, the babyface chasing is usually where the money is. And I mean, there's constant, like a bunch of examples. I think like Sting, for instance, in WCW, chasing after Hogan. As soon as he won the belt, it was like, okay, well, now what? Right. Uh, homicide in Ring of Honor. When he finally beat Brian Danielson, it was like, oh, shit, yeah. And then afterwards, like, okay, well, now what? So the money is definitely in the chase, I think. For sure. Uh, and then, of course, in the main event, the loser-loses power match. Don Callis defeated Eric Watts. And that was because, Bob, Goldilocks turned her back on her boyfriend, mm-hmm. Eric Watts. So I'm assuming the relationship is over as well now. Not just the I power. Would, I would hope so. I'm assuming we're going to have to address that during this show. I'll tell you what. If Goldilocks ends up being with Don Callis, which it kind of seems like what's happening... And I think there's some opportunity there to have some more entertaining promos with, without just Don Callis yelling. So, hey, you never know. Maybe there's um, a light in, at the end of the tunnel with that. Yeah, it could be. But I, would, be. I don't know. Do you think she's with him romantically or do you think he's, she's just with him for the power? Uh, business. That's what I'm thinking. Too. Definitely business partnership. Yeah. God, I hope it's not romantic. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, so, like I said, Bob, we gave it a thumbs in the middle, though. What do you think that the readers of The Observer thought about last week's show? I think they are going to say a thumbs down. Yeah, they did. 74.4% gave it a thumbs down. 25.6% gave it a thumbs up. And if you did your math really quick on that one, that means zero. We're in the middle. Wow. So Pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, what, do you, what do you think was voted on as the best match of last week's show? Uh, Saban against Shane. Yes, it was. And what about the worst? Uh, Whipwreck and Sandman against The Gathering. No. Watson Callis? Nope. That was second. Three Live Crew and Red Shirts. Yeah, Three Live Crew and Red Shirts. Only one extra vote got them over the Watson Callis match. Oh, wow. So people must have been either pretty mad about that or, I mean, I don't. I don't remember being the match, the match being awful. So I feel like that one had to have been like, a, oh, we hated how this went down. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even really, it was more like a brawl anyway. Right, right. Oh. Well, <laughs> there we are, man. Uh, needless to say, uh, like we said, ICP, back in the house, they did this angle to set up a program with Glenn Goberty and David Young. Very exciting. Already discussed that. I can't wait to see the ICP. Um, I already mentioned about uh, Biss putting D'Lo Brown through that table, bleeding from the mouth, did a stretcher job, and that is to explain him leaving for Japan. Mm. And the, the apparently the plan is to be setting up the two for a, a ladder match when D'Lo Brown comes back. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. For a ladder match. Not a tables match, which he went through, Bob. A ladder match. Maybe it's like a mistake, like a typo. We'll hope it's a typo. Like it was like, oh, ladders on my mind. We'll hope it's. it's I do that all the time. There's no way. What would be the justification? Oh, Delos Brown's going back for revenge against the Bears, and guess what, folks? Next week, it's a ladder match. That's right. He put him through a table, but he's like, you know what? Screw that. I want a. I want a ladder. I don't know, dude. I hope it's wrong too, but. I'm just re- I'm just reading what I'm reading, okay? That's good. That can't be right. We'll find out soon. Uh, Terry Funk debuts today, which is super exciting. Uh, and of course, as we already mentioned too, Sandman brought in Mikey Whipwreck as his partner, but he was taken out immediately, and Sandman was double teamed and pinned. Dave says I'm surprised since they've been trying to use Funk ever since they started and never came to a financial agreement. That when they finally get him, it's nothing happening mid card program. Well, what would you expect it to be? I oh, you know what? You know, I what? don't know. But go ahead. Maybe he could have been the surprise opponent for Jarrett. I, I still, I'd probably grown at that, but I think that that would be more exciting, probably. I'd probably grown at it too. But Jarrett's he—that's kind of part of his thing—is like beating all these legends and old people too. So honestly. Yeah, so I don't think it'd be that. I mean, I don't think it'd be bad. I'd sit here and be like, oh, it's Terry Funk. But I think it'd be more exciting than, oh, Terry Funk and Sandman. Wow, what a team, Bob. What a team. Yeah. I don't know. So Callus beat Watts in that battle for power when Goldilocks low-blowed Watts. After the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens came out for the distraction uh, Dave mentions that that match wasn't good at all. But with all the wrestlers at ringside cheerleading, it got a lot of heat. Because uh, that's true. All the wrestlers were handcuffed to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, Jarrett handcuffed Mike Tanay to the guardrail, which did screw up the announcing because Tanay couldn't at first see the monitor because of how he was handcuffed. Then when he got the monitor the monitor where Tanay could see it, the power went out <laughs> on, the, on, on the monitors. Yeah. Uh, later, when there was a big brawl in the area, shaking the guardrail... Tanay injured his wrist, which may have been broken where he couldn't get away. Wow. So because of the way... And remember, when he was handcuffed, he was kind of back like this. Right. Trying to look at the monitors and stuff. And so when the guardrail moved, there's the he apparently could have broken his wrist. Well, I'm curious to see if he'll have it um, wrapped up tonight or something like that. I'm sure we'll see it. He talks with his hands pretty often. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But I thought that was kind of like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Um, North Cunt Legend won the tag team titles from the Life crew in what Dave says is a brutal match. Uh, the stuff with Beach James and North Cut was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. 
then, of course, Michael Shane Tracy, Shane Douglas all came out with Douglas hitting James with the chain. Northcutt got the pin. Uh, to, to, he says, suffice to say this match had no heat, and the way it was almost uh, trivialized made the belt seem like nothing. See, when he says that more, you know, it's like, mm-hmm, I can see why it was voted on as the worst match. Yeah, you know, but I kind of would have thought that Shane, uh, Michael Shane and Shane Douglas would have eventually gotten like a tag team title match against Three Life Crew. I don't see why not, right? So I'm kind of surprised that they, I guess, pivoted of sorts to red shirts. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and now, also, Tracy did have her arm and forearm in a sling. Her wrist and forearm, excuse me. Um, and because remember, she did that really crazy bump with Skipper off the top rope uh, like two weeks ago at this point. Um, and started screaming about her wrist. But she wasn't actually hurt. And believe it or not, it was all a work. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't that crazy? Are you kidding me? She was She was fine. Apparently, she's fine. By all accounts, yeah. Holy shit. All right, Tracy Brooks, bravo. Dude, she's killing <laughs> Remember the time where she was, she's, there was two times, of course, where she sold her leg and it was like, oh, sold her leg. Yeah. She acted like she was hurt. And then she got up and we were like, oh, wait. But she was doing a pretty damn good job doing it yeah. where we were like, oh, my God, is she hurt? I do remember that. And that was because there was like a screw up or something. Yeah, yeah. So she, like, she was in the corner waiting for something and then it never happened. Right. I do, yeah, that's right. Kudos uh, J- to Tracy. Hang on, you know what? Kudos for to Tracy right. Brooks. I agree, man. I have, I, I'm not gonna say I've, ne- I, I don't like her or anything, but as like as a wrestler or something, I've never really been entertained by her. But these past instances of her selling injuries, where I'm thinking, oh my god, she just broke her arm, and she's just like, no, plot twist, I'm on fine. I'm just selling. I'm working you. Bravo. Right. I think so too, man. I'm, I'm really impressed. Yeah, that was that was a good job. Good job by her. Yeah, definitely uh, bravo there. Um, and, and bravo, Elix Skipper, for protecting her enough to where she didn't actually hurt herself. Right. I would have to assume he got fucked up a little then, right? I don't know. It I mean, like, he went full, that, like, ribs on those. Like, he full front body. Like that's It sucks. was nuts. That was yeah. one of the craziest bumps, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, James Storm, remember, he was uh, injured recently. Uh, we talked about that last week. But he has shoulder and neck problems, but he did appear at the end of the show ringside doing the handcuffs thing. So uh, he he didn't fully miss the show. And we did see him. I think he was kind of taped up and stuff like that, too. It's his shoulder, right? I think that's what it was. I'd have to go back to confirm for sure. But, yeah, I mean, this is saying he had shoulder and neck problems. So he definitely did something. I think it was rumored that he broke his hand at okay. first. Regardless, it's all attached it's all the same. Right, it's thing. all the same. Hand, knee, whatever. It all runs in the same circular system, so it's fine. Well, exactly. Um, I have uh, a little bit here on Bob's favorite. Uh, he plays football. Brian, Brian Urlacher. Urlacher. See? See, that's all you got to do is, like, if you don't know how to pronounce something, just, just start, like, ooh, and then you, municipal, and then boom. Municipal. Urlacher. Um, so I got a little bit on this. So uh, hang tight, because uh, it kind of dives into, okay, remember, they had him come out, and we're going to touch on it. He attacked John, Johnny Fairplay, all this kind of stuff. We're trying to get that mainstream uh, pub. We're, we're trying to get our news out, our name out of there, right? Try to get so, on that ESPN. That's right. So I got a little bit of news on kind of how this went down. And then 
Then I got the rash report, Bob, and then explosion, and we're ready to go. So, okay, yeah, let's go. Not not too much left here. And then I got some fun stuff we'll talk about during the show. So ever since its debut, when the company hired music superstar Toby Keith and NASCAR drivers Hermie Sadler and Sterling Marlin, NWATNA has been trying to do anything to get some mainstream pub. Keith got a brief mention on USA Today and some country TV clips when he suplexed Jeff Jarrett, Marlin, a huge star in the world, and Sadler, uh, another well-known mainstream name, almost mainstream name, got almost no publicity. The company's next attempt at getting some backfired when several media were interested in the story of Zach Gowan, the one-legged wrestler, but Gowan walked out and signed with WWE, which never ended ended up getting uh, little because it went from a heartwarming story to an ugly, ex- expletive story because of how Vince McMahon used Gowan to get him over. The biggest attempt was signing John Dalton to a one-year contract, and ultimately, as a publicity stunt, that was a total flop. Ironically, Chicago Bears linebacker Brian Urlacher, there you go, Urlacher, a good friend of Eric Watts, was able to be talked into doing something physical, and TNA got more more pub than they bargained for when it turned into a Chicago controversy with a guy with a fifty-six or hold on, geez, this is quite the number, fifty five hundred and six. Or hold on, I'm just gonna say. 56 million plus nine-year contract risking injury by doing an angle. Yeah, that sounds about right. For Urlacher, that's that's a huge contract, yeah. Yeah, it's a big number, and I don't feel like trying to fucking struggle over it right now. That's a <laughs> lot of fucking money, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Urlacher's role on the January 28th pay-per-view was being attacked by Kevin Northcutt and Joe Legend during the uh, doing the duck a double clothesline coming off the ropes, which he nearly fell through instead of bouncing off. With a clothesline on both spot. Uh, he then pressed Johnny Fairplay over his head and threw him over the top rope under Northcutt and Legend. And this started because uh, Don Callis called him out. And they made it clear that he wouldn't be in Eric Watts' corner as, as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because um, Jeff Jarrett's attorney, Tom T., said that they got a court ruling that Urlacher didn't leave the building before the watch match. Then Watts would have to be forfeit the match and lose power. Uh, Cal said that they could do it the hard way or the easy way. So Urlacher, uh, whose jersey may be the most NFL merchandise of all, most sold, chose the hard way. Got to add that detail in there. Do they ever pick the easy way when it's like it's either the hard way or the easy way? I, no. I think any time the baby face is like, fucking let's go hard, hard way. I think so, too. Uh, there was a large amount of pub in Chicago, including front page coverage two days later in the Chicago Sun Times, and it got a brief mention on Around the Horn, ESPN Sports Center, Pardon the Interruption, and on Aaron Brown's CNN show. Unfortunately, how much of this will help TNA is questionable, but the indie situation the company is in, they have to take it as a major positive that just the name got out. Now, the Around the Horn show. Uh, was complete with references to breakaway chairs and blood capsules and sports writer Woody Page laughing at Jay Marades and Michael Smith when they said doing wrestling was an injury risk. As Page says, quote, guys, wrestling is fake. He won't get hurt. So there's that. There's that one. I like, and I, like, I, I used to watch that show a lot growing up, and Woody Page is absolutely hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. He's obviously he's a sports guy from Denver, 
And he kind of tells you as it is. He's not going to pretend and tell you, like, oh, hey, wrestling's real. Yeah, he could get hurt. No. He's the type of guy that will be, like, deadpan and say, it's fake. How would he get hurt? It's scripted. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad's going to happen to him. Yeah, so that that's going to be the kind of the trend here, by the way. Um, I think this this part is kind of bouncing off the Chicago Sun-Times, which doesn't really talk about much of the TNA stuff, so I kind of brushed over it. But uh, Watts, who was working for WCW, was involved in the training of Carmelo, Dennis Rodman, and Jay Leno, said all three were put in a more physical situation and none of them got hurt. The Tribune story was positive toward your Ur- locker and did mention the keywords Wednesday night, pay-per-view, and TNA. Now later, Rich Roper... The well-known Sun-Times columnist, and then it, um, oh no, that part don't matter. Uh, he did a lengthy column on February 2nd. Uh, he noted this wasn't a WrestleMania event and working with stars like Bill Goldberg, Mick Foley, or Chris Benoit, but it was in TNA working with Callus and called Fair Play, quote, the creepy, scrawny mop head from Survivor best known for conning his fellow contestants into believing his grandmother had died. Uh, several of the newspaper stories got the angle wrong, believing that Erlocker was in Watts' corner, which is how it was advertised, but not what happened. Uh, early in the show, they announced that there would be, oh, well, we already talked about that part. Um, so midway through the show, they did the angle instead. Now, three of the five network stations in Chicago at one point or another showed clips over the 24 hours after the show, although none mentioned fair play by name. One made fun of the fact that Erlocker was press slamming a guy who weighed as much as Nicole Richie. Uh, and that reference was because Erlocker apparently had a brief relationship with Paris Hilton. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Uh, Bears general manager Jerry Angelo made the story bigger when he said that while they aren't going to make a big deal of this incident, that Erlocker would not be allowed to participate in pro wrestling from this point forward. And that's because his contract prohibits him from participating in any activity that exposes him to a significant injury risk. The Bears considered this a violation of that, but Erlocker said he didn't think there was anything violating the contract here. Uh, Many newscasts outside of Chicago also carried the angle, which was a major publicity coup coup to a point. More didn't mention the name NWATNA than did, and almost none mentioned Wednesday night on pay-per-view. It is doubtful this will lead to any kind of increase in buys for the product unless Erlocker were to do a match, in which case it would. But that isn't happening. Erlocker himself said afterwards that it was fun, he did it, but he's not going to do it again. Uh, and it's said here that Erlocker was very nice to everyone backstage, and reports were that he didn't try and act like a big star. He clearly he was clearly a fan who had watched a lot of wrestling because he knew uh, about several of the guys. Yeah, so basically you're telling me is they used a celebrity and then proceeded to not even get a mention of the product on the said shows. Most of the time, yeah. And instead they were like, he could have got injured. Yeah, and then and another thing too for me is like I've never in my life, let's say I've you know watching ESPN or something and seen an, an athlete or a celebrity on – raw or a nitro or whatever in the past and been like you know what i need to watch that i need yeah. to check out that company that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense to me. i don't i don't, I, I don't get it either i don't know how many casual people would actually tune in to, to me it would i could only see it being helpful if it was like 
you're a wrestling fan, you don't know about TNA, and you see it, and you're like, wait, that looks like a re- like that looks like wrestling. Like, what is that? But like, if you don't care about wrestling at all, you're not. It's not going to do anything to you. I don't think. Yeah, but I feel like. I feel like if you're if you are a wrestling fan, you are at least aware or have heard of other wrestling promotions. I mean, yeah, I think there's potential there. I feel like it took me a while though, and then when I did, it was like, whoa, this is a whole new world. As a kid though, as a kid, I should say. Well, I mean, I'm saying I mean, I was what? I was like 12, 13 years old when TNA started. And I was aware almost from day one, from when they when they started. But maybe I am, maybe you I'm are, a, a rarity of like where I was already on the internet, going on like, like boards and stuff, yeah, boards and like Russellview.com and reading all these things. So maybe other twelve and thirteen year olds weren't necessarily seeking out other products. But I mean, I, I was buying the wrestling magazines, and all right. those companies are mentioned in there. Even in like '95, yeah, when it'd true. be like, "Oh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling," so I knew about what Smoky Mountain was. It just took me decades later to actually seek out the stuff and watch it right, when it became right. more readily available. Yeah, no, that's a good. Point. So I think maybe they, at that time, would know what it is. They certainly may not have seen it, but through the various forms of media, they had to have been able to to have to at least heard of it now ring of honor i think would be different like they wouldn't necessarily know what that is because it's strictly a dvd thing unless you're buying the magazines in which they cover it right no that's that's a fair point um well but my last thing here is the rash report it's finally back your favorite segment can you believe it it is my favorite uh mine too well, Last week's show was amazing. Top that, folks. Hold on. Don't get ahead of me. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's back after uh, about a month off. We haven't talked about this in a while. Uh, he said, Violent Jane, Shaggy 2 Dope, sincerely love and appreciate Mike Tanay. Uh And then Alvarez says, I was going to make a comment, but then Borash did it for him. <clears throat> Quote, nowhere else but professional wrestling with a controversial multi-million record-selling rep act wearing face paint pay the highlight pay the highest compliments to a straight-laced man in a tuxedo known for his uncanny knowledge of professional wrestling nowhere else uh it was also shark boy's birthday last week and uh he, he says quote this birthday put sharky at age 59 in fish years okay Just so you know uh <laughs> Not sure if he was serious or not, but he did claim that the next Girls of TNA DVD release would have footage of a strip poker party. Bullshit. And if there is, I need that. DM me. Oh, I don't think that DVD ever came out. So Come on, Lollipop. I know. Well, we saw those. We. <laughs> I bet you they would go just down to their lingerie. There's it's no out. way that they go fucking strip. It's out, man. Uh, he did also put over the America's X Cup, which airs next week. Uh, and Hector Garza in particular. Mm. And that is what I got for all of those news and notes. Um, but, but we, like I said, we got some stuff to talk about during the show, including there's some rumors of new matches coming up on those big three-hour pay-per-views, rumors of people that may be returning soon. We'll talk about all that during the show. But before that, let's talk about Explosion. Uh, last week... 
they filmed some explosion stuff, and then actually no, I don't think they filmed any explosion stuff last week. Last week they did all of the first round matches, the singles matches for the America's X Cup. This week there is explosion matches, and then after the explosion matches they film the rest, and then after the show they film the main elimination match that they do for the X Cup. <laughs> so there. There was a lot of matches at this show. Yeah. A lot. Wow. Okay. Um, so according to uh, Cage Match, and uh, I'll, um, I'll, I got some others to mention, but according to Cage Match, Explosion number 65 was taped on February 4th, 2004, same day as the show we're about to watch. And it was aired on February 7th, 2004, and it featured the following matches. It'd be Trinity defeating Daisy Hayes. AJ Styles defeating Gabriel, and America's Most Wanted defeating Delirious and Shadow. So, those three matches. And then, there was more, because they taped them for the explosion for next week. So, we're going to talk about it again, probably next week, but I want to mention them now, just to cover our bases, like I always try to do. Uh, it was Conan, Ron Killings, and BG James defeating Ryan Boz and Brad Bradley. And then just a mystery person, question mark. Maybe we'll find out next week. I don't know. Uh, Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger defeating Kevin Matthews and Johnny Curtis. Those names should sound familiar. Uh, and then Shane Douglas and Michael Shane defeated Big Bully Douglas and Bart Sawyer. Um, I really want Explosion. Right. I don't know why they don't have it out there. I think it's because really they annoyed. hate us, man. I really do. I mean, I'd how like long, to... how much of an effort would it be to post explosion? The show is like probably forty-five minutes long. I know. Uh, I'd also like to point out that the only match out of the ones I just read for explosion that were taped on the same show here were the America's Most Wanted, or at least that are listed on the live results. Was that America's Most Wanted Tag Team Match. Hmm. And like I said, after that America's Most Wanted Match, it had the Super uh, America's X Cup stuff. Um, a couple of them. A couple of those tag matches. And then after the main event of tonight's show, they filmed the Elimination Match, which is, I believe, the main event of the America's X Cup. Okay. Well, so if you were there basically on February 4th, you're in for a long day. Yeah, I, I would be surprised. I mean, this had to have gone over over three hours. Oh, I'm sure of it. Unless they were literally like a couple minute long matches. And I, I don't have times for everything. In yeah. fact, all of these uh, explosion matches, I don't have times for any of them. So... You're, but, they're definitely at, at least three hours. I mean, I'm sure the elimination matches are getting a decent amount of time. I would have to assume there's eight people on them. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that's a long day. Right. For sure. But, like I said, Bob, that's all I got, man. I'm ready to get into the show. Well, I am as well. Uh, we're here for the February 4th, 2004 NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view. It's the beginning of the Don Callis era. Uh, if you want to watch along, maybe it's in your little DVD binder that you uh, illegally got uh, when it originally aired. 
that you had a transfer from VHS. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Or you can go over to the Impact Plus app, which after nearly two years, they finally responded to Dallas's inquiry about why uh, he couldn't sign up uh, properly. And if that happens to you, by God, you're going to get a free month of Impact Plus. You know, they took they took 24 months to respond, and they'll give you an $8 value uh, for your inconvenience. Yeah, no big deal. No. Uh, but I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, hit that play button with us. Or if you just want to listen along, hey, that's cool too. But here we go. Three, two, one, play. My favorite, Bob. We're kicking off with Eric Watts' video package. Urlocker. Urlocker, Brian. Urlocker. What a weird misfit, misfits of people. AMW and El Leon with fucking uh, Eric Watts. I know. I feel like AMW always gets pigeon-held with, like, the face teams. They just throw them all together. Why not? And there's them celebrating, talking to Tom T. Here's Don Callis. We can do this the hard way. Or we can do this the easy way. What's the hard way? Of course, they start beating him up. They cut out the part where he bounces off the ropes really bad. I mean, probably smart. And then, of course, he gets the worm Johnny Fairplay has, Mike Tanay says. Fucking chucks him. I mean, it was entertaining. Didn't do what they wanted, but... Now we're getting the Don Kells, Eric Watts. We're kind of leading into that power struggle match here. This is literally the same graphic we saw last week. Job versus job. Even though it was really for power, I'm assuming we're still going to see Eric Watts around. Showing off those handcuffs. If you can't tell, Bob left me to talk about a video package. Jeff, what are you doing? Bob, that was getting really tough. What? Recapping video packages alone is pretty hard. Dude, it's the easiest thing ever. I do it all the time. Yeah. Choke slam. Oh, no. Goylocks with a low blow. Can you believe that shit? I still can't the believe The biggest shield shit, turn since Hulk Hogan turned his back on WCW and formed the New World Order. Nope, nope. It's really the biggest turn since Kimberly Page turned on Diamond O's oh, page. Oh, my God. Okay. At Spring Stampede 2000 or something. Whatever one it was. I think it was Spring Stampede, was it? Um, yes. It's Say, I, I'm turning into Bob, guys. I know my dates. I know my shows. That's right. This is last Wednesday at 9.02 p.m. Central time. Central time. Excuse me. This is Eric Watts talking with Bill Barron's in the bathroom where Tanae and Don, Don West were talking. This is at 9.12 p.m. Jarrett and Don Callis talking. We're all running the show. Nandu Tag Team Champs. Jarrett's wearing a turtleneck, which is odd. Don Callis is saying, don't worry about the title. Someone just came in the room. It's Goldilocks. Don Callis, we need to talk. You know what I think I just realized? What's that? 
Uh, let me check before I sound like an idiot. Under new management, yeah. look at the big thing on the screen. Under new management, and of course, they're making now, sure but, that now, you know. Now watch the music video. Uh-oh. Why? Because you'll notice a trend here. Wait a second. It's all Jarrett. <laughs> what? Yeah, and Callis. Holy shit. This is wicked funny. And instead of like AJ Styles doing a somersault dive, it was Jeff Jarrett doing a slingshot cross body to the floor. <laughs> as the high risk group. Dude. Wow. Okay, but here's our shot of the asylum. That heel section shirt guy is always right there. Yeah, he's always right there. Funk you. Bob, you're seeing the crowd. How many people do you think are live here in the TNA Asylum? 800. Nope. More? Oh, yeah. 1150. Close. We got 1200. Oh, yeah. Not bad. No. So here's something I just realized in terms of like time difference here. So when this would air at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's really only seven there. Right. So the extended time that the taping might take, it would only probably be to like 10 o'clock, not 11 or midnight. Like I would Not like we're thinking. Us. Yeah. Okay, we're under new management. JB's here telling us he just also got new highlights in his hair, it looks like. And they're welcoming NWA heavyweight champion Jeff Jarrett. Everyone is ringside. <clears throat> yeah, so basically what we probably should be anticipating here is uh, Borash to be fired and Mike Tanay to be fired, right? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Bob, I have a really bad feeling right now. What? Are they going to replace, like, Mike Tanay with, like, Johnny Fairplay or something for tonight? Oh, uh, Dallas, don't. Oh, my God. Don't speak that type of stuff into existence. Oh, my God. I really hope I just fucking am wrong about that. That's the only thing I could see happening, and I really hope it doesn't happen. No, we don't want that. Under new management, dude. We, we're really pushing that. It's a big sign on the stage. Faces up on the stage. Don Callis, Jarrett coming out. Callis is a sign under new management. There's fair play. He's patted Borish on the head. Good job, JB. So pretty much the entire roster is out. Faces look like they're all on the entrance area. And the heels are around ringside, I believe. Because there's Michael Shane and Tracy right there. And there's Young. They're gathering. Glenn Gilberti. Kid Cash. There's see all the officials. Secure, black shirt security. All on the ramp in the stage area. So Fairplay not only has a neck brace on now. Now he also has an arm sling on. Next week he'll, he'll be in a body cast in a wheelchair. I was going to say, is that from the powerbomb still? No, that is now from... Erlocker throwing him out of the ring. Oh, the... right, right. NWA World Heavyweight Champion is running the asylum tonight. You think we're going to find out his mystery partner early in the show here, or are we going to have to wait the whole entire show? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I could see him doing that. If you're already watching this, you already bought the show. I... I... I think I would wait till the end. They might as well, too. Oh, my God. They're going to show him? 
Thomas T is about to come out. Okay, there's Thomas T, dude. Is he anyone? Because I don't know. I don't know who that is. Maybe we'll have a new note on that next week. The music is ridiculous. That's horrible. He's got his briefcase. He's got his clipboard. Thomas T is here. That is the same guy. That's the voice. Yeah, absolutely. I got two things to cover for you tonight. You're going to love them, Jeff. Effective tonight, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. The NWA Board of Directors is disbanding. Look at the crooked glasses. So here's the thing, though. It's not disbanding until after the show. I mean, realistically. But he said as of the beginning of the show. No, as of at 9 p.m. <gasps> Central. Bill Barrons has resigned. Oh, at 9 o'clock. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. So Bob. it's 7 now, roughly. You're right. You're right. So not till. Uh, sure. So something bad could happen to him. Oh, Mr. Jerry has told me about you all. Talking about. Some of you may even be mentally handicapped. That's nice. Oh, Storm oh, has his arm wrapped. Oh, all of you signed your contract. We need to know what breach of contract is. So they're, they're apparently a lot of these guys have breached their contracts. Page seven, paragraph seven, that they all have signed. Any contracted employee, talent wrestler who fails to carry out the explicit desires of TNA management can be deemed in breach of contract. Oh, and therefore is subject to dismissal of from TNA because of failure to comply. So if they don't listen, they're going to be fired. Hmm. There's the door to Wedswood Avenue. He suggests if they don't want to comply, they hit it. Cal is looking at the screen to make sure he can get his new management sign in. In the frame is pretty funny. That is pretty good. Crowd is sick of it. They're searching ICP. Yeah, dude, Storm's wrapped up real good. Yeah. Looks like it's definitely his shoulder. Yep. Okay, let's get right down to business with that mutual understanding. Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger. One of you signed the oath and one of you didn't. Okay, so they're giving them a small window of opportunity to step forward. And if you do not step forward, what's he going to do? You'll be in breach of contract. And so they'll fire both of them if one of them doesn't step forward, whoever signed it. Talking about Jerry Lynn weaseled his way back in. He's the captain, though, of America's X-Cup. If you don't win, 
you don't have a great showing next week. One word for you. You get you get fired. So if Jerry Lynn does not bring his team to win, there he's getting fired. You're all fired. Tony Saki even up there on the stage. Tried weeks to get Sonny Saki to sign. Oh, he's got a match against Kid oh. Cash tonight. Sonny Saki does. And the stipulation is if you don't beat Kid Cash, you're going to be in breach of your contract. And How would he be in breach of contract if he doesn't win? Because he's not listening to the new management. Oh, Halloween is over, but it's time that Elion takes the mask off. You can either take it off right now, or when you face Abyss tonight. Not if, but when he pins your shoulders to the mat. One, two, three. You will unmask. So it might happen tonight, Bob. Relic, black relic. It's going to be Johnny Stamboli. Dude. Jeffrey says he's a natural born leader. To live up to his own standards. He has a title shot tonight. He's not denying that. That's good. I don't know who it is. I know it's not AJ Styles. Because Abyss laid him right through a table. It's not D'Lo Brown. Because Abyss laid him right through a table. It's not Raven. Because the boys over here plucked his feathers. Raven's gone. Whoever it is, I'm going to take him on like a Maybe man. Maybe we will find out in this segment. This feels like they're setting up for the person to come out and be like, I'm here. I kind of hope they do it, to be honest. I kind of want it. You get me excited or disappointed right here. <laughs> yeah, you run the risk then of like the next hour and a half of being like, fuck, the main event struck hard against this guy, and I don't want to. Bob, it him. wouldn't be the first show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to step up? Well, Chris Harris just asked for the microphone. Remember. They got some history. Jared smashed a guitar in his face on that last show. That's right. Jared said he'd love to make his life a living hell. I got a problem with it, Jared. I've had a problem with you for a long time. He's mm -hmm. been taught to keep his mouth shut. God's time for you to keep your mouth shut. Crowd love that. That's right, baby. Shut his mouth. <laughs> what? The Jeff Jarrett he remembers stood there with the title with pride. What? When? When? Maybe Harris doesn't remember like two thousand two. No, he don't. Oh, he just told Jared to keep his mouth shut. Crowd popped pretty big for that one. Yeah, they did. 
JB has a look of like his older brother yelling at his mom, and he's like, I can't believe you're doing this, dude. Yes, he does. Like yelling at his dad. Like, oh, dude, you're gonna get in trouble. Chris Harris, you're pushing your luck, boy. Wait, is Chris Harris about to be the guy who Jared has to fight tonight? That's our surprise. It's Chris Harris. Uh, I mean, it could. He just said that Chris Harris is nothing more than a mid-card tag team. We've had some of the best matches in this promotion last year, and that is true. That is factual. You don't own me, you don't own him. And you sure as hell don't own TNA. Well, Well, a little bit. Yeah, partially. He kind of gave up a lot of those rights, but... Your opponent tonight. Oh, Harris knows. James Storm knows. Everyone on the stage apparently knows who Jared's fighting tonight. The Jared chain for ICP. Chaggy Dudo. Who's Jeff Jarrett for the NWA heavyweight title? <laughs> you cowards. <gasps> You're just like these fans. Harris is like, fuck. He's going to break me down. <laughs> you can't break me, Jarrett. Well, they're talking over each other. Harris can't get another word in. Oh, Harris yeah, drops him, like, takes his shirt off. That's... Oh, shit. Okay, they're going to brawl. None of the, okay, I was going to say, none of the heels are going to come in there and beat up Harris. Here they are. I think, Bob, we need to have a gauntlet for the gold match. Let's go. Jarrett and Harris being pulled apart, but here they go at it again. I don't think we need that. Okay, dude, here we go. All the faces coming in. Shit is exploding right now. Wednesday, bloody Wednesday, Bob. I was going to say, we're going to get a 20 versus 20 War Games match. Three cages high. Three cages high, yep. Wow. Sorry about your damn Oh, look at this. Scott Hudson backstage earlier today with Armando Quintero and Antonio Pena. The best that TNA has to offer, the best that AAA has to offer. He's speaking Spanish, so I cannot translate for you. He's also translating Spanish, but he will translate for him in a moment. I believe that they're saying that uh, that Chipotle is significantly better than Moe's uh, no. food. No. Oh, the very best wrestlers in Mexico. Because that's where the X Division was invented. Wait, wasn't he just speaking Spanish? Now he's the translator? Yeah, he's the he's the commentator. He does it with Conan, so. Oh, all right. They're taking the cup home. Oh, and if it goes back south of the border, will the celebration be off the charts? He keeps doing this with his hands like a field goal. Did you ever play that in uh, school, the field goal game? 
I I don't know how to make those, so I never really did. Oh. They have a very play, special place set aside for the America's X Cup. Supreme confidence. Next week, Bob. AAA, TNA. This Next makes week. me feel as if... Uh, this makes me feel like maybe Jerry Lynn's going to get fired again next week. Right. Okay, Bob, here's our look at the insane clown posse from last week. Wow, this is quite the opening of our show. We are 19 minutes and 48 seconds into the show, and we have not seen a match yet. Although, that opening segment wasn't as awful as I was prepared for it to be. Harris standing up for the group is kind of interesting. Well, here's the thing. I think you have... Whenever they do like a, an angle like that, they have to sacrifice the next week to set up what they're doing. Yeah. In the opening like that. So I, I don't hate it. And if it sets up Chris Harris for a potential singles run, I could be fine with that. Because I do like Chris Harris. Right. We're going to get some boots on. He kicks up his ass. Why isn't St. Clown Posse fought in every single promotion? Because they're the best. David Young and Glenn Gilberti talking outside. This might this might be from Explosion. David Young says he doesn't like clowns. And they're not just regular clowns, by the way. They're insane. One minute they have balloons. They say, come here and come here. He can't do it, Glenn. He hates it. He goes, are you afraid of clowns? He says, nah, don't be dumb. Yes, he, he did watch the movie, and that's what scared him. Right. They started to tie in the Insane Clown Posse's Tron like video. Oh, he oh here we go. Tilt-a-whirl. Tilt-a-whirl? Insane Clown Posse. Are we about to get a music video? Oh, wait. They're kind of tying it in with the Are You Afraid of Clowns thing. What did you what get, you get yourselves, yourselves into? They don't know. Oh, they're not here to wrestle. They're here to beat their ass. I'll do a posse of two pieces and biscuits. Wow, that's quite the package. So that's going to be our first match is the ICP. Might as well kick it off strong. I'm curious to see if a shit ton of people leave after this. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you start off like that, but then either your crowd's going to be dead because they got what they wanted, or they're just not going to be there anymore. Right. Is this new music for Glenn and David Young? It doesn't sound no. familiar. It's not? I don't think it's new. No. Okay. Maybe I just haven't listened, cared enough to listen to their music before. There, It was at least there like last week. Oh, okay. Because it's what they use when the when like Diamond and Swinger with them, where all four would come out to, and like Swinger Diamond had their own. Oh, okay. And I think Gilberti and Young still use that one. <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know the words to the song because I don't know ICP words. Would you consider yourself a juggalo or no? No, I mean probably not. I don't really I don't really listen to insane clown posse. If ICP came to Syracuse, that means you wouldn't go to it? No, I don't think I would. I mean they are wrestling legends at this point, but I would go. Yeah, okay. I'd paint my face and everything. People are going nuts in the crowd for these guys. I just heard something about chicken nuggets in their song. Yeah, the song is talking about chicken nuggets. Maybe I am a juggalo after all. I've been craving chicken nuggets. Maybe really? Yeah, like from Wendy's. Oh. Dude, I'm craving it. You have no idea. I do. You you know, you're talking about Moe's earlier. I do have Moe's queso to eat after we're done recording today. And I'm pretty excited. I, I'm not a fan of Moe's. Like at all? I'm a Chipotle guy. I like Chipotle too, but if you think that Chipotle's queso is better than Moe's, then... I don't know if we can be friends. I don't think I've ever had Moe's queso. What the fuck? What the fuck? Well, Bob, this match seems pointless because ICP is definitely winning, right? Um, I would have to think so. Well, the belt ring has run. But you never know. I mean, this is the new era, the Callus era, and uh, Gilberti and Young are part of it. That's so true. maybe they're not going to lose. Good point. Glenn and Violent J lock up. Thank God they have their names on the back of their shirts. So I'll remember which one is which. Got a headlock on Glenn here. Oh, David Young tried to get him, but he got scared when Violent J turned around because, you know, he's afraid of clowns. Shoulder block to Glenn Gilberti. This is just, I feel like this is going to be a boring match. Hopefully it doesn't go more than five minutes. Especially after how long our opening segments have been. We can probably use a quick one here to start us off. Just for that, I hope it goes 20. Holy fuck, could you imagine? 10 p.m. Eastern, Explosion debuts on the Sunshine Network. So it debuts after the show? That's what it sounds like. 10 Eastern. Uh, speaking of uh, channels and stuff like that, Friendly TV Sky Channel 268 is doing tests, uh, airing test airings through February of the new wrestling channel. We've been talking about this for a while, Bob. Yeah. Well, they're they're broadcasting from 8 to 9 p.m. every weeknight and 8 to 9 p.m. on weekends. The schedule includes TNA, NOAA, MLW, CZW, FWA, Irish Whip Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. NOAA, so MLW. No, I said MLW. Okay. It's quite the uh, combination. If that channel was around today, I'd probably throw it on. Well, what's funny is that MLW's out of business by this point. On the first run. Well, they're it's back, all... Bob, and they're changing the wrestling world. <laughs> One surprise at a time. Oh, my God, Bob. Shaggy just did the fucking worst jump dive to the outside. Nearly landed on the top of his head. Yeah, and the crowd acted as if it was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, fuck. Violent J is about to do it? 
Okay, that was better. Yeah, he did it better than Shaggy then. Was uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling like popular at this time? Uh, I don't know if it's ever been popular. Isn't that where the videos that they showed from? There was a bunch of people there. Yeah, but isn't it? I feel like they do that stuff along with their musical stuff, so the people in the crowd are probably fans of their music, not necessarily the wrestling. Oh, right. Now, do you have any indie news for anyone in the Smash Bomb? Nope. Okay. <laughs> what about Insane Compass? When they wrestle last? Uh, I can look that up. I'll... I'm just trying to figure out something we can talk about during this match. Uh, so the last time, holy shit, I did not know this, but Dallas, did you know that the insane clown posse wrestled for ring of honor? Really? Yeah. On October, October 5th, 2002, they wrestled in a dark match at glory by honor where they defeated the outcast killers. Wow. Uh, and then prior to this match, their last match was for their own promotion, I guess. Juggalo Championship Wrestling, as Gilberti hit a swinging neckbreaker, where uh, they defeated Kid. Is that say Cock? Kid Cock and Feminem. Oh my God. What? <laughs> so we could only wonder uh, what that is in reference to. Wow. And that was on March 16th in Columbus, Ohio for Jersey or for Juggalo Championship Wrestling Volume 3. Okay. And the last time they wrestled on television. Oh, my God. Was on September 25th, 2000, a two-on-one handicap hardcore match where they lost to Mike Awesome on Nitro. Is that the, is that the bus incident? It has to be the bus incident. I don't think there's any other time that they even had an interaction with Mike Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Glenn going for a tag against David Young. He tags David Young, and how's this going to go? David Young's scared of clowns, though. Oh, he still doesn't care anymore. Oh, there we go. Oh. He goes like, to punch Jylent J. Gets blocked. Shaggy Chudo block, hits him. They're trading punches with David Young. Finally, Jay. Death D V D. That's right. Oh, he I thought out he was get him. I also thought that was it. Oh, we pushed Andrew Thomas. That's a ten thousand dollar fine. Put your hands on a finish, an official. Ten grand. Whips David Young against her up. Comes back. Picks him up in a fireman's carry again. Ooh, that was a weird landing. Okay, Glenn broke up the pin. If they're smart, they'd have ICP hang out in the crowd after this match. Look at that spine buster on Shaggy Two Dope by David Young, the master of the spine buster. Violent J breaks it up. I feel like they'd have ICP hang out in the crowd after this to kind of keep fans in the building. I know that sounds bad, but I feel like a lot of the fans might not care after they're done. I agree with you with that, and I feel like they already have done that. Weren't they in the crowd? Yeah, they hung out a couple times. Hanging out already, yeah. The big, oh. the, uh, the one night was when they sprayed Jarrett with the the pop. Fuego. The, the oh yes, 
the pop explosion, the Fago. Violent J with a moonsault on David Young. Here goes Shaggy Too Dope on the top. Little leg drop. Oh, they pinned them. That's it, Bob. ICP won. So here's, I mean, I feel like ICP aren't that bad. Oh, there could like, be worse, absolutely. Yeah, like the moves are hitting, if they were a little more crisp, I think it would be a lot more entertaining. But their finishing moves are fine. Like, I mean, Violent J doing a fucking moonsault for his size is pretty good. Oh, Gilberti's got to ruin it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. This bastard's got to ruin it. Gilberti and Young kicking ICP. Who's this? Tough Tony. Tough Tony. He was banned from ringside. I don't think they ever told us that until right now. I don't think so either, but I guess he was. We're going to the back. Jerry Lynn and his hand-picked team. Jerry Lynn, Sanjay Dutt, Chris Saban, and Elix Hipper. Let's hear what he has to say, and then I do have a note about Jerry Lynn. Since when do you lose a match and that's breach of contract? I never heard of such a thing. Listen up, Jeff. That's right, baby. Tell him. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we're going. Okay, we're going to a video package here. So, uh, with Jerry Lynn having signed, plans are in the works again to set up that TNA wrestling school. We did talk about that last week. Uh, they'd planned on opening up one over a year ago, and Lynn even moved to Nashville in order to become a head coach. But nothing ever became of it, and he was eventually phased out of the TV shows. So it does seem that that may happen. Jerry Lynn may become head coach again. So that's pretty cool. So this video package is showing Kid Cash trying to get people to sign the contract. You know what's good for you. I'll kick your ass. Sorry, I had to take a phone call because my package was delivered to the wrong building. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought some of the uh, Rocks Energy drinks. Zoa. Oh, uh, did you just hear my my Jerry Lynn note at all? No, I'm sorry. What was that? Ba- basically, he's uh gonna be um probably the head coach at the wrestling school we talked about last week. Oh. Um, because he did move last week to Nashville in order to become head coach, and then was phased out of the TV and all that. But now since he's back, seems like that's back in the works. <laughs> I still don't know anybody that's ever came out of that wrestling school. Well, you know what, Bob? You can't have it all. I guess not. Um, And I guess kind of bouncing off X Division and stuff, since we still have a video package, uh, it is said that Amazing Red may be able to return in March. Oh. Yeah, because he's been out for a while. He he blew out his knee last year and was warned to take some time off to let it heal, but instead he went to Japan and did a Rey Mysterio gimmick. 
Anyone who's followed the career of Rey Mysterio is probably aware that doing his sort of style isn't exactly best for the knees. Sure enough, Red blew it out to the point where he had to go under undergo reconstructive ACL surgery. So that explains why he, uh, like you said, hasn't wrestled since like August. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. You know, that's what sucks. I mean, Amazing Red, I mean, I guess he still is. He's a really good wrestler, but this is at the time where he was having really the beginning of just constant knee injuries where like anytime he would start getting traction, it's like, guess what? Amazing Red's knee fucking blew out again. Yeah, that's some people's knees just aren't strong enough to withstand that style. I mean, even Ray Mysterio. I mean, his his knees fucking bailed out on countless times. Right. So that sucks. Uh, Kid Cash, he does have a couple of indie notes here. He okay. Well, he was wrestling on uh, January twenty January twenty third. As they're gonna brawl on the floor here because Siaki ain't messing around, brother. Kakesh defeated Craziness on January 23rd for USWO in Tennessee. And then the next day on January 24th, he defeated Bart Sawyer for USACW in Nashville, Tennessee. Hmm. You know, that's another, you got to get High Spots uh, streaming service because they do have that USA Championship Wrestling thing that I believe was filmed in the same venue. That's pretty cool. So we could do that for bonus episodes at some point, too. We definitely good. So he's had cash Or we could also do uh, XWF what you've wanted to do. I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Saki, by the way, when he came out, as Bob was reading those Indian news, he they pretty much immediately started brawling ringside. We're in the ring now, though. And hey, speaking of Sonny Saki, Bob. You won't you won't believe this, but you know how they've been saying that Siaki's got the secret guy in Siaki's ear, and that's why he won't join Jeff Jarrett. Do you remember all that? Yes. Well, there's a rumor that it is Vince Russo, and he'll be returning as a heel manager character fairly soon. As a heel? Yeah. To be with Sonny Siaki. As a heel. Yeah. Against the heel group of. Well, yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll eventually join him. I don't know. Yeah, but if you what Siaki's clearly be Siaki's clearly being a babyface now. I think so. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, he just, hits the post. He just hawked himself. Oh, holy shit! Did he just drop kick really? his head into the post? Drop kicked his head. Tried to leg drop him. Yeah, leaping Huge. clothesline by Cash. One, two. Wow, that's just a two count. Uh, I I would. I would have to think that if Russo's coming back, he would be the babyface manager of Sonny Siaki. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, considering the relationship, that the guy in his ear would be Russo. Yeah, I think it makes sense as well. And you know what? I would be fine if you build up Siaki properly for a Jarrett-Siaki match with Russo trying to get Siaki. Oh, okay. <gasps> There goes any championship opportunities because he just broke Kid Cash's neck on that fucking suplex. Holy shit, Bob. Look, we're seeing a replay here. It was an overhead German suplex, but yeah, that was fucking nasty, dude. And Kid Cash appears that he might actually be pretty hurt. Hopefully he's just selling really good because 
Okay, he's wrenching his head, so hopefully he's fine. Yeah, hopefully he's fine. Look at this. Okay. Oh. He, he had his hands, luckily, protecting him a little bit, so hopefully he that did. was enough. Back elbow in the corner. Kid Cash goes to the top, gets pushed to the floor, oh. hits the guardrail. I like how Tene's like, uh, good, good job in the truck, fellas, for having... For like seeing his neck get potentially broken. Good view <laughs> of that. Care. Jesus. Oh, slams him face first into the ring steps. Does Cash? He sent. He's really going after Mister Sonny Siaki. If you're uh, watching along with us, we have an hour and eleven minutes and twenty-one seconds left. Or if you're like Dallas, we've been watching this for uh, forty minutes now. Jeremy Borash just got pushed out of his chair. Kid Cash trying to use it, but Jeremy Borash gets fucking oh. thrown to the floor. He's dead. Because he wanted his chair. Tiny getting uh, in his face. Slaps oh. Tiny. Mm-hmm. Hit him with the chair. Smash oh. mouth of fucking Sunny Zaki. Holy shit. Sarah Lee with the broom coming ringside. I think... That... I think this stuff has kind of run its course. But Siaki yeah. grabs yeah, uh, Kid Cash off of Sarah Lee. No. Begging him to stop. I did notice it didn't appear that Mike Tanay had anything on his hand or wrist. Oh, I didn't see anything either, no. It was kind of hard to tell, but I'm going to say until we get a better look, he probably doesn't. Chops and punches by Siaki on the Kid Cash. Oh, Kid Cash broke out of that suplex attempt. Oh, Tornado DDT. It's pretty nice. That could be it. To be fair, why was JB sitting in a chair anyways? Because you can't stand the whole time. He does, though. He cheers the crowd on. Now he's on the apron. <gasps> Whoa. Kid Cash tried to hit him with a broom. Oh, and he uh, got him. Yeah. And JB ducked, which caused Siaki to get a roll-up. Here comes Tiny. Sarah Lee's very excited. Oh, wait. So now that Siaki won, he doesn't have to worry about his... Contact That's right, and here comes Don Callis. Voided. Over breach of contract. Oh, Don Callis is out now. You, let's get in the ring. Is he going to be like one of you three signed the loyalty contract? It's going to be Tiny, and then Tiny's going to turn heel. Didn't you see what happened last week? I won my match. I control this company. He's the Canadian Caesar. He can do whatever he wants. He's looking at the employment contracts with Tom T. Oh, Bob. You can't. None of them says you can interfere in a match. So you, you old bag. <laughs> you, you old bag. Is you make sure you take tick. Your job is to take tickets and make sure your dentures don't fall out. And JB's job is to be a stooge. Tiny's. Your job is to be a fat, disgusting piece of garbage. 
Wow, that's quite the job description in a contract. Yeah, it is. Power invested in him and by Jeff Jarrett. Oh, boy. Miserable goat and you stooge. You fat piece of trash. Wait. You're all fired. He just fired three people. Tiny, JB, and Sarah Lee have all just been fired. Boy, I just pissed. I can't believe it. This is fucking bullshit. He's fired. We're never going to have another ring announcer. I know. He just got his new highlights in, too. There goes the rash report. Right. He's talking to Siaki. You got a million dollar body and a 10 cent brain. But tonight you didn't breach your contract. But I know you're going to. Look at Kid Cash throwing Sarah Lee out. When you do breach it, Sonny, I'm going to fire you next. Kid Cash goes after Sonny Saki again. And here's Trinity. Oh, great. Oh, huge kick to Siaki. Low blow by Kid Cash. Trinity with kicks. Drop kick by Kid Cash. And there's a little sign under new management. And it's a sticker. It's a sticker, Bob. Yeah. And he just stuck it on Sonny Saki's chest. Good thing he doesn't have chest hair because that would hurt coming up. Right. I bet you it doesn't even stick. He's so sweaty right now. Now stick. Cash wants to embrace. Oh, my God. She ducked him. Cash is probably going to be like, call me. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, my call me. Call me. Okay, America's Most Wanted back here with Scott Hudson. Oh, Bob, that was pretty intense. They just fired three people. So now they don't oh, have a ticket wait. lady. He just asked Chris Harris one question. Did he cross the line? Oh. He said no, but we're crossing the line here on the TNA. I would have said yes, I crossed the line. Scott Hudson's been asking all around the building today. You know who it is. How did you find out about Jeff Jarrett's opponent? Nobody's business how we found out. Well, I he knows, and I know. I had to pick him up at the airport. (laughs) And here's Jarrett. That's how I found out. You don't need to find. You don't need to know. You're gonna find out. Big pull apart backstage. Come on, y'all. And here's a look at the Monster Abyss. Press slam and fucking AJ. Sickening. Sickening thud. Are they going to show the D-Lo one too or no? I'm assuming, right? Oh, here it is. Last week off of the apron, choke slam through the table. Wow, dude. He's bleeding from the mouth and Abyss just like touched it. With his little hands. I think we're finally going to see El Leon's face. I think it's time. What do you think? Um, if he loses, he's dead. I think they will take it off. I think he's losing. I don't think he's losing, though. Really? This just feels like a DQ waiting to happen. Yeah. We don't have a ring announcer, so apparently there's not going to be a ring in introductions. Uh, I'll, d- I'll do it. Uh, weighing in, uh, 
280 pounds from parts unknown, the monster abyss. Not bad, but I don't think he's 280, but you know, whatever. It, it worked. Okay, I'll do LEO next. What the heck was that guy? Oh, they're sending people out to replace everyone. That's Tim Wells. It's Tim Wells. That's a taller Jeremy Borash. You kidding me? How many people? They look the same. This is ridiculous. No, Tim Wilkes. Sorry. Media relations weighing in at two hundred and sixty-four pounds from Pounce, Puerto Rico. Oh, they are. Did you say parts, Puerto Rico? Pounds. Ponce? Ponce, Puerto Rico? Oh, I thought you said, like, parts. Like, parts unknown, but he's from parts, Puerto Rico. Yeah, Ponce. Ponce, Puerto Rico. El Leon. Okay, well, the bell's already rung. See, now, Tanae's not very observant, because if you look at that tattoo, we've seen it before on a gentleman. So. Sometimes you just forget these things, Bob. Just the mystery of who it could possibly be. Chops by El Leon. Abyss makes Leon look kind of small. Yeah, he does. And he was looking pretty big before. Yeah. Oh, slaps Abyss in the face. Yeah, if he gets pinned by Abyss, that's it. So Abyss can make him tap out, and technically he doesn't have to unmask. It's only if he gets pinned? I don't know. That's what they just said on commentary. Mm. The same stipulation does not apply to Abyss, so he does not have to unmask, even though Elyon just tried. Close line to the floor. Elyon. Oh. Holy shit. Somersault dive. Elyon. That's just not natural for someone that large. I know. I didn't expect that. I expected like a fucking baseball slide or something. This gets rammed into the ring steps face first. Think about it, Don. I mean, it's pretty nice. He did land it uh, pretty well. He's putting Violent J to shame. Right. Definitely Shaggy too dope. Oh yeah, Shaggy too dope. Apparently, yeah, his wasn't as bad, but oh look at this is getting a table. Remember, if he puts someone through a table, they get all bloody. Well, yeah, but then also remember, it's going to probably set up a ladder match. Right, Abyss is going to be in a ladder match against D'Lo Brown when he comes back. He's putting people through tables, so naturally, the only way to stop that is a ladder match. Yeah, but my thing is like, what is what do they get from the ladder? A table. They're going to hang on the table, and you got to go get the table. Russian oh. leg sweep. Side, side Russian, leg, Russian sweep. leg sweep. Yeah, by Abyss. Not to be confused with the white Russian leg sweep by Sandman. With Well, that's with the kendo stick, though. Or with the regular Russian leg sweep, which you do not hook the angle. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking stupid. 
We're we're 51 minutes and six seconds into the show. Hate to say it, Bob. Show's flying by. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, we right now have exactly one hour left in the show. Wow, look at that! At the next uh, video package, I have to run outside and grab my uh, package because it's liquid, and uh, it's negative four degrees outside. Okay, so. that sounds good, Bob. You'll do that, and I will talk about the video package while you're gone. Thank you. And I, it's only going to probably take me 59 minutes to get in. So. I hope it freezes and the th- fucking cans explode. You know well, what? Bit setting up Elion for the shock treatment. Oh, no, he drops him. Elion bounce off the rope. Press slam. Boom. This drives him down. Look at the power. Uh, Bob, I think this would be a great time to remind our fans. Uh, if you're enjoying what we're doing, give us a follow over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA. No, don't do that. We post yes. excellent TNA content every single day. And you can follow or like us on Facebook. Or is it follow now? I don't know. At TNA Cross the Line Pod. And subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can access our uh, a visual as you listen to me and Bob talk beautifully about TNA wrestling. You just type in TNA Cross the Line Podcast for that one. Yeah, or, you know, if you want to uh, give us money, you can uh, message us about our Venmo and uh, PayPal accounts, and uh, we will for sure yeah, well, I mean, uh, we accept could, it. We can work something out. Yeah, and we'll or, definitely uh, file it on our taxes. Right, and if you want to pay, if you want me to pay you, you got to message me about some vintage TNA merchandise. Just send us a DM uh, on Twitter, and I'm, I'm glad to make a deal. Yeah, no one's done that yet. We've been doing this for for over, over a year now, Bob, and no one has offered up TNA merch to me. I'm a little upset about it. Well, the TNA merchandise is quite valuable, so of course they're not going to just give it up. I don't blame them, to be honest. These guys are feeling a little clunky now. Yeah, they are. Oh, huge spear by El Leon. Okay, Rhino. Gore! 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 Clothesline. In the corner by El Leon. Oh, and now he's going for... No, ducks a clothesline. Belly to belly suplex. I don't like how he didn't go down with him. He just, he like, just dropped like, him. He just dropped him, yeah. Maybe he forgot how to do it. Yeah, he can barely see out of that damn thing, so you can't really blame That's him. True. Off the rope. Oh, I keep waiting for a black hole slam, but it hasn't happened yet. Counter, counter, counter. Pullback. Ducks the close line. The crowd seem to be getting a little uh, agitated here. They're starting some boring chants. Oh, I didn't hear that. Were they really? Yeah, there was, like, two guys chain boy. Abyss elbows out of a rock bottom, and he hits his own. But I feel like both these guys are starting to run on E. Like, we're yeah. starting to get a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Blown up. Yeah, blown up. And to be fair, they're both very large men, so lifting each other up all the time and stuff, it's going to do that to you. So I'm not blaming them, but. Yeah, well, and I think it's more more so Elion. Yeah, Elion is very, very much slowing down. Like, on that Irish whip, he barely even threw him into the ropes. 
Just kicks him in the gut. Taunts, turns around. Elyon is back up, though. Picks him up in a fireman's carry. And TKO onto Abyss. He barely fucking pin him, dude. What the fuck? Kicks out of two. Yeah, by Abyss. Juggalos. Yeah, you can tell the fans are loving the match. Chan for the Juggalos. ICP. Oh, jab. Black hole slam. Oh, Abyss is teasing. He's going to rip the mask off. Yeah, pin him first. Well, he said no. Yeah. He's going for it. And who's this? AJ Styles. If you notice, he had a leap over the table. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that, Bob. He's wearing a very weird Phenomenal One shirt. It's oh, like oh. Styles one on the back. He countered a press slam into a DDT. Uh, yeah, that looks like a shirt you'd get at the Gap. And it's like green. It's a gr- green ringer tee. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a fucking preppy shirt if, ever, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, the Gap. Abercrombie Fitch. Double clothesline to Abyss. Gets him outside the ring. Abyss is does, pissed. Does anyone feel more lost on this card than AJ Styles right now? Oh, absolutely. That's Styles oh, wants his title shot, even if he's got to go through that fat piece of crap. I want my title shot. Of course, he's talking about Jeff Jarrett. Oh, well, doesn't he hate? Oh, wait a minute. Since Waz isn't in power, though, maybe that won't happen. Right, because here's Watts. You want a title shot? No. He's like, you want a title shot? Here's the lawyer. Do you people want him to have a title shot? Crowd fucking pops wicked loud. Yeah, we do. You want him to have a title shot tonight? He's the mystery guy. Jared's in a very giving mood. He's going to give him his title shot, but not the one you expect. Oh, tag team title shot. But Styles, you don't have a partner. He's got a partner for him. He's going to face the Red Shirts for the tag team titles, and his partner is Abyss. Why are we doing that? What in the world? Um, okay. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't like that. Red shirts against Styles and Abyss tonight. Okay. Not who I thought we were going to see them defend against. No. Oh, my God. Look at your Sandman's shoulder, dude. Look how bruised it is. We're backstage now with Scott Hudson. Yo! <laughs> you think I'm hardcore? You think I'm going to take things to the extreme? I'm bringing you the man that shook me out of be hardcore. 
Dairy. Fuck. Oh, no. You people might think. Well, there. Well, there's Sky Hudson. Is he dairy? Fuck you. I'm going to team up with Sam in here. We're going to beat that gathering. I'm going to beat a couple of half-assed wrestlers. Don't disrespect Punk and De Niro. Sandman, let me tell you something. My wife nuts. My kids are nuts. My dog's nuts. And his horse is constipated about half the time. Okay. And he needs more insanity in his life, so... Sandman says, you're going to have a chance to be insane. They got about a minute. We're going to have ourselves a beer, and then we're going to kick some ass. Is it bad that I forgot Terry Funk was on the show until they just did that? Uh, yeah, it's kind of bad because you've uh, talked about him on the show already today. I know, and I forgot. That's bad. I mean, my memory's not that great, but... Good Lord. Punk and De Niro with Father James Mitchell here coming out. The Gathering. The RB announces that still, which is kind of weird, but... Oh, my God. Julio De Niro's sideburn into a very... They, like, stop, and then it goes into, like, a thin, like, chin strap kind of gimmick. But the top part, it looks so... Look at it. Ready? Wait till you see the side of his head. It looks so bad. Oh, what is that? It's so... He has it, like, both ways, where it's, like, an actual sideburn, and then it goes... Yes, yeah. It's like he couldn't make up his mind, so he's like, okay, I'll just do both. Raven left me high and dry. Balls Mahoney couldn't do it. Mikey Whipwreck couldn't do it, so he had to bring Terry Funk in. Can Terry Funk do it? We're going to find out. Yeah. No going through the crowd tonight, because we got to get Terry Funk out here. Stat. From the Double Cross Ranch. This is my jam. Terry Funk making his TNA debut here tonight. Dory Jr. Uh, the bell rang because Julio and Punk are beating up Sandman already. And here comes Terry Funk. <laughs> Just trotting down. <laughs> We're ringside, by the way. We are not in the ring. Probably because they hit him off the uh, apron, I believe. Yeah. And as Bob has said, Terry Funk has apparently retired about 50 times before this match. 53, I think. 53. So is this another retirement match, potentially? And then he's just going to disappear for a while? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I do have indie notes, though. Thanks for reminding me. I was about to actually ask for, you. For uh, Terry Funk, this is obviously his debut for us. Uh, he's primarily been working for uh, MLW, 3PW, and uh, Jersey All-Pro, and a Ring of Honor appearance uh, throughout 2003. Uh, 
his Ring of Honor appearance was actually defeating CM Punk at Glory by Honor 2 on September 20th, 2003 by disqualification. That match went 15 minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, he wrestled Jerry Lawler on August 22nd in a bounty match that went a whopping four minutes and six seconds. He lost that match to Jerry Lawler. Uh, 3PW, he was 3PW champion when he won it on June 21st as the white Russian leg sweep there by Sandman on Punk. Doesn't really do much of anything. Uh, when he defeated Gary Wolf, the champion, and the Sandman. At uh, 3 P- 3PW, A New Era. Uh, what's up? another one here? His Jersey All-Pro appearance was defeating Homicide on September 27th. And his most recent match before this one was uh, a MLW World Heavyweight title match. His Funk's going for a moonsault, and he missed oh. it on the narrow. That sucks. Uh, MLW World Title match. It was a no rope barbed wire I quit match, in wow. which he lost to Steve Carino on January tenth, two thousand four, at MLW Reloaded Tour at a nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, CM Punk's got I think something here too. He's got two things. He I hope to notice DDT Funk on a chair. Uh, Homicide defeated CM Punk on January 29th at ROH The Last Stand. And then on January 31st, Raven defeated CM Punk for IWC Hopeful Havoc. So that means CM Punk at least knows where Raven is at. Spike Piledriver here on Terry Funk. Could that be it? One, two. Oh, Oh, I thought that was it. I thought they might have got him too. Ooh, chop, jab. Funk's not even selling the punches here. <laughs> oh, what is Sandman doing? Terry Funk throwing chairs in the ring. Sam Punk caught it, though. Julio laying in punches on Sandman. Well. Double, Double suplex. Team. That's right. Does De Niro still wrestle? I don't think he does, right? Uh, De Niro? Yeah. I don't th- think so. I can double check. At least not recently. Janeiro holding Punk or uh, Funk's arms behind his back. CM Punk, holy, f- he went for a, it looked like a hurricane runner, which is an odd move to have someone a partner hold someone for. But yeah, uh, Terry Funk moved. He went to do it on Janeiro, but he didn't. He kind of just fell over and kind of landed weird on his head. Bulldog onto a chair by Sandman onto Punk, making a pile of chairs. Funk using that kendo stick on Julio Janeiro. So it looks like Julio De Niro last wrestled, according to Cage Match, for Create a Pro. Oh, wow. On October 19th, 2019. Oh, Sammy with a swanton onto about two chairs. Interesting. Three, you said Create a Pro, and I was like, well, it had to have been fairly recently then. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, 2019. 
But yeah, it looks like he hasn't been regularly active since uh, 2011. Oh, that double team move onto through the chair, essentially, onto Sandman. Guy gets a pin. Terry Funk was leaving before that pin even happened. He was just done. I'm surprised that they had uh, they didn't have them win. Because I mean, Funk's kind of a you know big name. Crowd chanting bullshit. They're pissed. <laughs> they just did. They just they Funk just enough. drilled Punk like in the gut or groin with a chair, and he crumbled to the mat outside the outside the ring. <laughs> I think he clipped Punk pretty good with that chair. Yeah, I think so too. He fell pretty like the way he fell. Yeah. Okay, so well, Mike today got to talk with Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger earlier today. So this is one of those earlier today interviews he he does all the time. Talking about that falling out with Gilberti. But if one of these guys did sign that loyalty oath, who do you think it would have been? I'm thinking Swinger. I sort of am too. Because when they mentioned it, I noticed Swinger was like shifty eyed about it. He's like, what? what? No way. Yeah. So that makes me feel like maybe he did do it. Diamond's asking, how are we possibly giving credibility to Glenn Gilberti? You're sitting here asking us about him. We set foot here in TNA. Okay, they grew up in the same borough, hung around the same people. That's how how they associated with Glenn Gilberti. Yeah, what a liar he was. Right, they'd win the match, and Glenn would have the belts. It was always about Glenn Gilberti. Lied from the onset. Nothing. Again, nothing. Every time it's about Glenn Gilberti, man. It's always been about him. Oh, Swinger's giving us a history lesson. We had a great run here in TNA. They have been taking partners well before TNA. And they're friends. He's got no brothers or sisters, so he trusts Diamond more than anyone in his life. Wouldn't do anything to hurt him and vice versa. Yeah, so something's this up. Bond, this bond cannot be broken by anybody. Oh, fucking A. Fair play. I smell a liar. If anyone knows liars, it's Johnny Fairplay. Ask my grandma. Don't use your fucking her arm, dude. What the fuck? Oh my god, Diamond just fucking shoved him way down. Like, off the stage, or no? No, but he fell so fast, it was like, holy shit. 
Swinger stayed sitting down. He didn't leave a diamond, if you noticed. Yeah, he did not. AJ Styles being interviewed now by Scott Hudson. Your partner is abyss. Essentially, this is three on one. That's correct. Right. I could be fired. My bad. It's against the wall. He's going to go to this match. Maybe he tags or becomes the tag team champion. Let's go to the ring. Well, look at this, Bob. Tag team championship on the line next. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my package before this match starts. Okay, you get your package now. Red shirt's coming out. Bob's got to get his energy drinks so they don't freeze. First look at the red shirts with the gold around their waist. Gotta say, it doesn't look bad. Maybe it's just the belt. It's a good, it's a good championship title. So we're not presenting those bullet points uh, tonight, just said, which they normally do before tag team title matches, or just title matches in general, I should say. And here comes Abyss next. So Abyss doing double duty tonight, which is actually pretty surprising. I'm sure Abyss is super thrilled to be out here again after that match with El Leon. Redshirt's like, look, shaking his hand. AJ Styles coming out next. His tag team partner. Hey, this other ring announcer's not too bad. The phenomenal AJ Styles. I hate that under new management sign they got up on the stage still, but you know what is what it is. Here comes the phenomenal one in his baby blue. I don't know how he's going to team with Abyss after uh, Abyss just put him through a table, but you know what? We're going to find out. Wait, oh, El Leon just pulled Abyss out of the ring. Styles up on the top now, but the Richards are literally all the way across the ring, so. Uh... Okay, he's still up on the top, still up on the top. There he goes, crossbody onto both of the red shirts. The Abyss is being taken care of by El Leon. AJ Styles throwing right hands with both of the red shirts. Tosses Legend out of the ring. Hey, Bob. 
Did I miss anything good or no? Uh, El Leon has pulled Abyss out of the ring before the match started. So where where are they? Are they brawling like in the crowd or something? Yeah, I think that's they were ringside, but I think they must be somewhere else now. Yeah, left through that back section. Baseball slider, a kick to Legend. Oh wow! Springboard moonsault to the floor on the Kevin Northcutt. Is your drinks frozen, Bob? No. Have you ever had uh, the Rock's uh, energy drink stuff? No, I didn't know he even had one. Is it good? Yeah, it's like a nice springboard somersault there on the floor by uh, Styles on Northcott. The uh, it, it's called Zoa, and uh, it's na- like an all natural energy drink with like teas and stuff like that. Really. So it doesn't taste like every other energy drink? Because I feel like they all taste the same. No. Uh, so I, I tried the lemon-lime one, and it's pretty – It's I like it. So there – if you don't – like, I'm not a big tea guy, but I'm trying to, like, cut I, out sodas. and like. I like tea a lot. Okay. So then this will probably work. So I'm trying so, to get my, my taste buds like, more accustomed to it. So is it is it carbonated? Uh, I think so. Oh, okay. But it's oh. all natural flavors, Style. and it's like not like not a, as bad like for what, you. Like yeah, not like what Red Bull and stuff like that is. All gotcha. That. Holy shit! Styles just moonsaulted off of Kevin Northcutt's body and did a and landed on Legend. Uh, are really the crowd chanting for the red shirts right now? No, they're chanting AJ. Oh, they were okay. I thought it sounded at first like they were chanting red shirts, red shirts. I would hope I not. Like, I was like, what? No, but that last time I did hear... Oh, look at that kick. I don't... Yeah, okay. I don't think this was Tornado Rules, but here we go. Mike Posey finally getting Legend into the corner. Abyss is gone. Gone. So it's a handicap match. Northcutt just did like a Mitch and Oker driver. On uh, Styles. Or no, I guess it was a full Nelson. The way that he did it... I don't know, whatever. It looked like a Mitch and Oker driver. Clothesline, back soup like a combo by the red shirts. Legend goes uh, for the cover. I do have indie notes here for AJ Styles. He's had, he had two matches. Okay. Uh, well, we haven't seen him wrestle on the show in, a, what, two weeks? The 21st was the last time we saw him. Or the yeah, 14th, I, so. I mean, in that tag match. So on January 17th, AJ Styles defeated Shifty for MPW, and that was in Minnesota. And then the next week on January 24th, Joey Matthews defeated AJ Styles at 3PW's Got Head. And that match was 20 minutes and 23 seconds long. Wow. So you could say that was probably an upset for Joey Matthews to win that match. Northcote gets tagged back in. Don West mentioning Abyss uh, has been gone. It looks like they brawled to go to the outside of the building. Huge suplex to AJ Styles. Release suplex. But he got two count, so it doesn't matter. Is Styles about to win win the tag titles from these guys and then just have them? 
if AJ Styles wins the titles, if he just has them? Yeah, he's just the tag team champions. I feel like that's not how that will play out. Me either, but. It's just going to be the typical, like if Styles were to win, it's just going to be the typical fucking, oh, we don't get along, but we're fucking tag champ. I, like, I hate I hope, that. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do it. I hate that storyline. It's, it's been done to death. Like every WrestleMania season around this time, it's like we're tag team champions, but we don't fucking get along. And we're going to fight at WrestleMania. Oh, this chin lock onto AJ Styles by legend. Wrenching back pretty good. Come on, AJ. Just give up. End our misery here. God. Just tap out. If oh, I was a legend, I would, I would just put my thumb in his eye and make him just tap. Yeah. We just hit an hour and 20 minutes if you're along. Or if you're like me, you have uh, 31 minutes and five seconds left. Not bad. And we only have one more match tonight, Bob, and that is the oh, Jeff Jarrett shit, defending it? the NWA heavyweight title against a mystery partner. Shorter card for tonight. Whoa, Springboard heavy, crossbody. Heavy on the promos, it feels like. Yeah, it was. Like I said, that's what you kind of have to do when you have a a change in like direction, storyline stuff. Side slam there by Legend for a two count. I'm honestly kind of surprised they're not going a little bit heavier with some of the America's X Cup stuff to like, hey, that's next week. Although we are supposed to talk about the uh, point system and stuff tonight. I'm proud that's probably going to happen after this match. If I did, that's, that's what they said we were going to be doing. The point um, system. What could be the point system? I have no idea. That's. I'm just gonna say it now. I hate tournaments with point systems. Not a fan. Uh, example: Bound for Glory series. Fuck the Bound for Glory Dude, series. I was just. That was the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. And I remember I was looking through uh, Impact results, and I didn't realize that that shit started in like May, May or June, yeah. and it's like it goes all the way till October. <laughs> Listen, I'm an optimist and all, but I hope we this podcast ends before we get to a fucking Bound for Glory series. <laughs> a backpack stunner by Legend on Styles. That could be it. One, two. Oh, it kicks down. Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna drag this out. Uh, until I can't. No, I can't do we, it, dude. I cannot do the Bound for Glory series. We're, we're dragging this out until we catch up to uh, present day impact. <laughs> we got a lot to do then, buddy. See what we got to do is we have to we have to watch for a while and then we have to like go ahead to like what you haven't seen because there's then then it's be like I know what happens but you don't <laughs> right well we do have like a rough idea of when we would conclude this right yeah I think so I think we do if if we were to conclude it yeah I think there is a pretty uh, pretty rough idea there yeah. Now all of our listeners are like, oh my god, when is that? Why you guys will find I, out in about five years. I'm going to tell you that it's uh, fucking April 2004, so fuck yourself. <laughs> See you guys. Holy <laughs> oh. shit. An overhead suplex off the middle rope to AJ Styles by Northcutt. Northcutt having a pretty good showing in this match, really. I would say so. Good legend comes in just for the pin and Styles kicks out. We got to see the replay. Check this out. I'm wow. telling you, I do. I do like Kevin Northcutt. 
And he doesn't do shit anymore either, I don't think. Let's see. I don't think so. I don't think he's wrestled since 2009. Yeah, that's correct. Well, this looks like he ended his, his wrestling career as the NWA Texas heavyweight champion, though. Oh, perfect. Pele kick by AJ Styles. Nailing legend. Huh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. He's got more heart in his little finger. Come on, AJ. So I, I would have just given up. I'd be like, no, dude, this ain't worth oh. it. Drop salt. Proud, proud of you. Thank you. I'm learning. Legend Irish Whip Styles comes back. <gasps> Double DDT. Oh. I'll tell you what. This actually has not been a bad match. I don't think I've actually been pretty entertained by this one. Uh, I've been entertained when it's Styles and Northcott. Well, yeah, more than more or less. But I think in general, like this is better than expected. And we, I mean, gotta give the credit to AJ Styles, really, but. If the red shirts can't beat AJ Styles on a two-on-one, they're they're cooked. I agree with that completely. If they do lose the titles, they're like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, and I mean, and I understand it. Well, it's AJ Styles, but you know, these are two guys that are pretty fucking big. Who's that? Oh, Chris Harris. Oh, Legend knocking Harris off the apron to the floor. Taking care of him. Well, pump handle. What the fuck? Oh. The North Cut driver. Jesus. Oh, come pump on. Pump handle, full melting driver, and that's a two count. No. I can't believe it. Let's see. Both red shirts in the ring. Looks like we're going to see a double team move of some kind here. Oh, he went for the, he went off the ropes, but Harris pulled it down. Holy shit, dude. AJ. Oh my God. Bob. Well, they're cocked. I mean, you can't, I don't think you can come back from that. As and they are announcing Abyss and AJ Styles are your new tag team champions. Wow. I did not expect that one. Yeah, I think it's time, man. And uh, I would just I would try to push Northcutt. As a as a singles guy. Styles I think you might have to keep him off. You might have to keep him off the show for a month or two <clears throat> just to like eliminate this fucking taste. I feel like they got to be doing this because they have so much heat with like the heels running the show. But wait, look at this courtesy of WSMV TV Erlocker, Brian Erlocker. We're showing some of his fun stuff. 
helping out his buddy Eric Watts. He's just showing, a showing, showing Erlocker clips, yeah, playing football. He said, this is way too rough for me. The big TNA logo in the background. Yeah. See, we, we have pads on football, but they hit the ground hard. See, he's really, really pushing the, the wrestling stuff. I always I like it when they, they do that. Yeah, at least he's not saying, like, these guys are, you know, well, they're, I uh, overheard them talking about what they're going to do. Uh, yeah, so I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now we're seeing this. Now, I'm going to give you uh, my last couple notes during this, Bob, because okay. I have a feeling it's going to be a longer uh, recap here. I tease that we're going to have a we have a new match being thought about for that April 4th pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And that's Jeff Jarrett potentially defending the title against Randy Savage. Wow. That's right. They mentioned Savage's name on air last week and did call him a recording artist and they use a version of his rap song as the new theme. We've we've known this. They've also teased feuds with Johnny Fairplay, both both against Rupert and Roddy Piper. They did that in the interview. Uh, and that's because Rupert made the Survivor All-Stars. He can't do anything until that show's over if that's where they were to head. Now, kind of bouncing off of that Savage comment, between Randy Savage and Vince Russo, it should be clear that the company feels Hogan is never coming. And according to those, to those close to Hogan, the reaction is he tried to do something with them, but it didn't work out. Well, it was working out, and then he got hurt. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of him not wanting to do it now. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, that I would be. I mean, I'm a savage mark, so I would probably be interested in seeing that. I. Oh, dude, Sports Center top ten, dude. Courtesy of ESPN, I had to pause quick because look at this. They have actually a different angle. It looks like their own camera potentially. Yeah. And then they're showing the clip again. Uh, I I also agree. I think it. Would it be a good match? Fucking no. But that's another thing. Like, oh, Randy Savage is going to come in. It's the same thing as Sting. You're bringing in Luger, even though obviously yeah. Luger, Luger match wasn't good. You still brought Luger in. I think it'd be the same kind of thing. And would Savage and Jarrett uh, sell this three-hour pay-per-view? I think absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Savage has much to offer in the ring at this point, but just I think people haven't seen him wrestle in yep four years at this point so yeah i agree uh, but that pretty much covers my notes for the show bob what the fuck uh... well johnny fairplay surviving the ring the national Enquirer came out with that mm. that's good tna's getting exposure all over the world they're saying because they got a lot of they did get a lot of coverage they got on espn they got it in there you know well, you can go to nwatna.com for more if they want coverage, then just advertise. Right. Uh, there's a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy in the audience right there. I have that. I have a Randy Savage one. You do. Have I think Randy I have. A, I have a Randy Savage one, like you know, his Macho Man one, and I believe I have the NWO one too. Didn't Did I give, give you me? that one? I think I, think gave I gave you. The, I think I get because I had two of them for some you reason. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Bob, America's X Cup. Look at this. Mr. Aguila versus Jerry Lynn. We're actually getting Aguila. match announcements. Aguila. Sorry. Sanjay Dutt and Hector Garza. It's not really a good Photoshop into the graphic here, but whatever. Skipper and Abismo Negro. 
And then Hoovy and Chris Saban. And remember, they were in the finals of the first X Cup. And they had a good match. Hell yeah. And then, of course, it's going to end with this massive eight-man tag elimination match. Four singles matches, two four-man tag team matches, and one eight-man elimination tag team battle. <laughs> one night team format. Team NWA, Team AAA. Next week, man, that's uh, going to be fun. I, I like that they have special graphics for that. It's pretty cool. Scott Hudson backstage with the ICP. Is there a lump on his head? Is that what it is? I think he had a bump on his head. Okay, what's left to prove for the insane clown posse? We want the tag team title, Scott Hudson. Before I answer that, I got some questions for you, brother. Number two, where the hell is Mike Tanay? He says, who are you and where's where's Mike Tanay? Where's Mike Tanay? What's next for us to prove? He came here to the asylum with the Juggalos to marinate and chill. And Jeff Jarrett comes out wrestling. Some big ass dude in a mask. Doesn't even know his name. El Leon. We got the hose and the nachos. That's what they were doing, having a good time in the crowd. Hose and the nachos. They got some in some beef with Glenn Stalberti and David Stalass. Oh, he's taking his belt off. What is this? Oh, look, they're showing their spandex pants, dude, underneath their their jeans. I just got really nervous what he was about to show. Yeah, that was a a bit terrifying. He did a triple indie moon flip from the top rope. Okay. This is a really bad interview. Okay, bottom line yeah, is this. Yeah, they, they're trying to be funny, and it's not really resonating. Not to prove herself to TNA, not to anyone in the asylum, but to Jeff Jarrett, who actually is present in the asylum. Oh, do they have any more scrubs they can beat down? So they're not done, but Oh. Take them, take a take us on and what we do since we Okay, they know how to throw these fisticuffs. Oh, next week. Anyone that Jeff Jarrett can muster up. Juggalo Ooh. street fight next week. Next week? Uh, they probably mean when they come back, because I don't think it happens next week. Oh, uh, because of the right. Because oh, here's Eric Watts. He's an outsider now, so he comes to the crowd like he's Big Daddy Cool Kevin Nash. I was curious if we were going to see Eric Watts here tonight. He threw a chair in the ring. He's got a microphone. He looks dressed better now than he has being the director of operations. Yeah, that's kind of weird. He's got clean jeans on, a nice velvet button-up shirt. His fists are taped, which is interesting. 
Call Jeff Holy Jarrett. Power trip. Power trip. Power trip Jarrett. Went to old Goldilocks. That's right. He will step down. His authority's gone because he's a man of his word. Well, you don't have a choice. You could have put an injunction in. That's true. Jarrett, the reason I came out here is to tell you this. I may have stepped down, but I'm not gone. I was just saying earlier on in the show, Bob, when you left during a different video package, that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Eric Watts show up still in some capacity, or I was hoping that we would because it seemed kind of weird for him to just disappear. And I'm sorry to our loyal listeners that uh, I oftentimes have to get up. But when you're an old man with a bladder and you have packages outside that could potentially could ex- freeze. Explode and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it could be pretty dangerous. And I try to do it at points when it's like, it's not new material. That, when I have to struggle getting through it myself, yeah. Well, that's your own fault. If I got up during the video package, there'd be silence. Bob wouldn't talk. No way. The... I would do it. I could 100% do it. I have done it. No, I never leave. Bullshit. You go down all the time and get your fucking green drinks and shit. What? Yeah, yeah I leave. Drinks. I only leave during Icopod, so I don't fall asleep. I have to get up and get my blood flowing. Oh, okay. You know what, dude? If you just if you want to quit Icopod, just fucking say it. Okay. He's forcing the hand here. Shit. He's not leaving the building. Oh, shit. It's Goldilocks, that gold digger. Why am I just now realizing there's a banner on the aisleway that says... Dude, it's the, been there the uh, entire show. I just noticed that. Goldilocks yeah. looks like she's wearing pajamas right now. Yeah, it does. She also has like her own music that she's singing. What's the chance of that? A singer with their own music? Yeah. It would be kind of funny if she had a different singer. This is reminding me of the Jasmine St. Clair one where they were doing lap dances, the way this is positioned right now. And uh, fucking Borash, like having a heart attack. Uh, Goldilocks says, oh, well, I thought that you were expecting, you're probably expecting Jeff, but I want to talk to you about some things as well. Mind if I take your glasses off? I always like to see your eyes when I talk to you. She's giving the glasses to the ring girl. Now that I got your attention. She wants to welcome him. Feminism 101. Today's lesson. Based on two words. Foreign to a male's vocabulary. I'm sorry. Wow. Really laying it in. I'm sorry, Goldilocks, for never putting you first. I'm sorry, Goldilocks, for stealing your spotlight. Or I'm sorry, Goldie, for keeping you in the back. When it, when it was the people who wanted to see you, Goldie. So she's going a little nuts right now. For, sorry for never saying I'm thank you. For saying thank you. Thank you for making me feel special, feeling so good about myself. 
Eric Watts looking distressed by this. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, she okay. she'd been much happier pleasing herself. Wow, and she just grabbed her crotch. <laughs> And like slid up and slid up. <laughs> you opened the door for me at TNA, but I kept it open. Is your little heart beating? Let me walk all over you. You never stood up for yourself. Tried to teach him how to stand up for himself and how to be a real man. Oh, he stood up. He's done. Chokes on it. No, sit down, baby. Oh, he, he, she sat him back down. Remember in Barbados? We went to the vacation in Costa Rica. Remember last Tuesday night? Oh. Sitting on his lap. Oh, boy. Remember when I'm screaming your name? And now she's... Okay. <laughs> Bob, what's she saying there? <laughs> oh, Eric! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally exactly what it sounded like. The difference between you and I is you pee standing up. Oh. Why did he kiss her? I know he did go for it too. Yeah, he, he just... Maybe this is like a cuck for him. He likes to be demeaned. Could be. He's calling her down. Oh, oh, he grabbed her and kissed her again. Oh, Bob, he's going to choke some Goldilocks. <laughs> He's going to do it. Oh, held her up. Jeff Jarrett came oh, in the Jerry ring. Jarrett made the Thank God. He's got a fucking baseball bat. Or no, it's a nightstick. It's a nightstick. Can't see anything. This camera angle is fucking awful. There we go. Yeah. Hit him like right on the kidneys, too. With that nightstick. Maybe he's going to defend against Eric Watts tonight. Could be. Oh. Yeah. They're about to duct tape him to the chair. Uh, looks like it. Yep, they are. They're taping his hands behind his back in the chair. Oh, they got the sticker. He's not exactly trapped to the chair because he could just stand up. Just but he would harder. still have his arms tied behind his back, I guess. Sealing his mouth shut with the under new management sticker, but of course he's sweaty, so it didn't stick, and he's got a fucking facial hair. Oh, shit, Bob. Dustin Rhodes. He's he wearing the out. enough said shirt. Yeah. Which is He's his wearing father black shirt. jeans with his knee pads on top of the jeans. I think that's like a fashion faux pas or whatever. Dusty Rose. Formerly known as Goldust. Former Intercontinental Champion. Tag Team Champion. 
the belt just rang. Looks like this is Jarrett's yeah. opponent. Yeah, that would appear to be the case. Beating him on the uh, announce table. Hopefully it were to break. That way I would get Chipotle for life. Four times a week. That was the one, agreement. One Chipotle bowl. For life. Uh, well, here's the thing. You would be shocked to know that there are no indie notes for uh, Dustin Rhodes. But, Did he, uh, how long has he been out of uh, WWE at this point? I was just about to tell you. His, oh, final okay. appearance, his final appearance for WWE at this point was on the September 15th edition of Raw, where he teamed up with Landstorm in a losing effort against Mark Henry and Rodney Mack. Wow. And uh, it would appear that prior to that appearance, he hadn't been on television since July 28th episode of Sunday Night Heat. Oh, wow. So they weren't doing shit with him at this point. No. See, this is what I mean by fun surprises, though. This is cool. And we just we just read about the interview last week where they talked about bringing him and Dusty in as a tag team. And here he is as a singles. He's fighting yeah. Jared for the title here. And we're fighting in the crowd up in the Raven's Nest area of the Throw asylum. Him Throw him off. Do it. He just looked like he was about to. Dustin's like goatee here is so weird though. It throws me off. Uh yeah, it's uh, a a unique look. And this is obviously this isn't the last time that we see him. No. Dustin Rhodes, but he actually comes back like a couple different times, I think. I think he does. It is at this point, I mean we can talk about it more after the match, but yeah. Cuz that's usually when I check if this is their final appearance for a certain amount of time. But I'm curious if if this is a, a one-off appearance or if he's going to be here for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that obviously there's like the Black Rain thing. Right, right. I didn't know much about... Uh, I think I, I sort of knew he showed up here in the Asylum years, but I guess I didn't know how much or when or anything like that. So I think this is a pretty fun uh, surprise, like I said. Yeah. We're coming down the other side now. We are now at the four near the dancer cage. Okay, Jarrett is walking into the dancer cage almost. Lollipops. Get away cage. from Lollipop, you bastards. She left. She walked out of the way. Thank God. Oh, now Jared's getting tossed in the lollipops home. I like how they're fighting inside the little cage now. I would kind of find it funny if they just started to dance in there. I think they should have turned the little dance lights on. That's what I would have done. Dustin's got a chair. He laid yeah, it down you know on the ramp. If Eric, Young, if Eric Young was doing his like goofy, I don't want to get fired character, he would have definitely have been doing that. Dude, that would have been so funny. He's going for a DDT here on the stage. Yeah, I'm right under that chair. chair. Very nice. Oh, here's the red shirts again. 
They're back. What a, what a surprise. Shenanigans in a fucking main event of a TNA fucking pay-per-view. I can't believe it. I would have never seen this coming. Dustin goes off the ropes, ducks a clothesline. He hits a double clothesline. Jarrett's back in the ring, and he's going to get beat up, too, with some right hand. Who is this? Ali Owens here. And I think that's Chris Harris again. Drop-down strike there by Dustin Rhodes. Nobody's in the – no one there to interfere. Bulldog, that could be it. He's won many a titles with this. One, two, but Jeff Jarrett's not any man. He is the chosen one. Uh, Bob, I just look quick. We will we will see him again this year. So this no. is not and into next year. Spoiler alert. So this is not our final Dustin Rhodes appearance for yeah, some time. All right. Oh, right hand by Jared again into the corner. Whips him into the other corner. Almost hit that chair that set up. Here's Abyss now. Rhodes got him with that. Holy shit. Abyss just pulled out the ref. Hit that snap. Uh, power slam. Dustin That's... fighting Abyss. They're, they're going to fight in a monstrous ball in a few years. Can't wait. Styles on the top. Huge frog Rock splash on Jarrett. They also have like a 10,000 tag match too or something like that. One, two, no. Jarrett kicks out of a frog splash I by roll. Styles, not Dustin. If Dustin were to hit a frog splash, he might have won it. I roll. The way Jarrett even kicked out of that was like pathetic. He was just kind of like, Bleh. drops Dustin. Out. Dude, the crowd's pretty excited about this, though. They're pretty much all standing up on the hard cam side. Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, oh of out. course, a referee bump. Oh, is he going to go hit the Shattered Dreams? Shattered Dreams. Abyss and Styles are fighting. Remember, they're tag team champions, though. I know. Oh, my God. The tag team they're going to strip the titles already. and do a fucking tournament. You want to bet? Don't talk like that. I hate tournaments. Ready? Especially when they do, like, five a year. Is he, doing the the is he going to do the chess thing, even though he's just Dustin right now? Nope. Oh. Well, if he had done the chest thing, they probably would have got him for a uh, gimmick infringement. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. Who's that? No, oh, that's the Naturals. The Naturals threw powder in Dustin's face and hit him with a fucking chair in the head. The referee was right there, and he was definitely waking up. He probably heard all of that. Yeah, and that's good enough for Jared. So Jared basically got his ass kicked for, uh, let's say, 10 minutes. But he retained the belt, Bob. And Dustin gets beat up by the Naturals, and Jared retains the belt. That chair shot was pretty brutal, though. It made a nice sound. Yeah. Now, Leon Styles and Chris Harris checking on Dustin. Redshirt's holding Jared up. Give him his title. It's my Here's Tanae. Luckily, not, nothing on his wrists or hands, I see again. Yeah, he might be good. Although, Tanae seems like the kind of guy who would, like, take it off for the broadcast. Wait, repeat that, he's saying. In his headset. What's he saying? Hey, Jarrett. Don't get too cocky. The NWA board. In their final act. 
A new NWA director of authority. What? They're naming a new director of authority here in their final act. We'll probably find that out in two weeks. But that makes no sense to me. Because the NWA board disbanding and they're still na- they're naming a new authority figure. So here's the thing. In their last in their last official <laughs> in the power, they're gonna name cool at nine o'clock central time, which is basically by the time that this came off the air. You could just say, no. Disbanded. Right. They disbanded. So your job doesn't exist because the people that put you in power no longer are in existence. And now Don Callis and Jeff Jarrett run the thing. So that makes no fucking sense to me. I do think None. that's silly because why did we just do all the work to get rid of one? And then you're just bringing in a new one. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't got. I don't know what to say about it. To be honest here, you know that just means that the like you know Russos and all those guys, creatively, they got nothing. If they're like, "Hey, Eric Watts, you're fired," but fuck, dude, well, what do we do now? All right, well, guys, guess what? We'll just make a new one, <laughs> or do it again. Just do it again. They don't fucking know. Just name something different. He wasn't the director of authority. He was just like TNA guy. Now we got director of authority. Is different. Yeah. Well, is he going to, like, argue with Callis? Yeah. Well, wasn't that what Watts was doing? It there it works. It wasn't broke, so we'll just put it back together. Right. Uh, well, Bob, what did you think about the show overall? Where, where are you at this week? Uh, it was it was definitely heavy on the promos. But, again, you have to, especially early on, you have to do that when you have a major, uh, a major right. angle like that. I am going to say that uh, I'm going to to me, it's another average show. I think that's fair. I, I'm giving it a thumbs up. And yeah, I, I can't quite do that. I understand why you can't. But for me, I think the show was so like chaotic. It flew by. And I was, I mean, besides the Abyss El Leon match. I think matches weren't bad. And I think that overall it was like a, a fun show. And it kind of leaves us off to an interesting stopping point here. Because as you said, we're heavy on the promos because we're off. I'm saying we're off next week. It's a tape show. We got the America's X Cup that essentially, let's just say it, it means nothing. I mean, we're, and, we're so gonna, I, and I don't know why we're going to uh, watch it. Because it's a pay-per-view, baby. Uh, and we're completed, so that sucks. We're completed. So I think... In that regard, I think that it, uh, I don't know. For me, I think that it's a thumbs up. I don't know. I, like I said, I think that the chaotic nature of the show is what got me to want to say that. Because it was like so much was going on. Now, I do I agree with every single decision they said? No. But I was entertained. I like where it left us off. So for me, that's a pretty good show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's not a bad show. I, I, I will say that like I, I it, flew, it did fly by there's been times where these fucking shows feel like it takes six hours this did not right. be like one of those in, instances but uh, I mean I don't know for me like in the ring there's just nothing that really stood out but it was heavy on the angle stuff and I think for the most part they did pretty well with it I'm hoping that that opening segment with Chris Harris like stepping up in front and being like 
or the whatever. I, I'm hoping that that's a way to really elevate him uh, past the, as Jeff Jarrett would say, the mid card tag team act uh, role that he's in right I feel now. Like especially, if, especially with James Storm being hurt. So that could benefit him, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it, I think like I said I think it kind of has to. I don't see how it how it couldn't um, because it did it did make Harris look damn good. I think. Yeah, I mean, and I think like he said, like they've been putting on the, some of the best tag team matches of the year. And Harris, I tend to enjoy Harris as a tag team wrestler, and I think that he's done pretty well. That would be the case for most of his TNA run uh, to begin with, but unless you know going back and watching it, I changed my mind, but right now he's uh, certainly doing pretty well for himself. And this is the type of stuff that I've been wanting to see is like new guys getting inserted into the main event, because when it's constantly AJ Styles or constantly Raven getting in that, or like D'Lo Brown, even all those guys getting into that spot and just constantly losing. It's just like, Oh boy. That's why I feel like they're kind of stalling out on AJ Styles right now. Cause like, listen, he's lost two title matches in like, six weeks or whatever like we probably can't go right. to that well again we got to find somebody else and they're like well james storms out chris harris it makes sense just put him in there and see how he does so yep yep no i agree with that <laughs> yeah, uh, so well should... like like we said uh next week is the america's x cup we don't we know a couple of the matches that we're kicking off with i think we know all the first round matches and we know that main event so uh we just said it earlier but um Team AAA versus Team NWA. Saban, Skipper, Jerry Lynn, Sanjay Dutt versus Abismo Negro, Hector Garza, Juventud Guerrera, and Mr. How do we Aguila. say his name correctly? Agula. Remember? Right. Agula. Agula. That's right. So I think it's going to be a fun show. I'm not sure how I feel about seeing the same eight guys wrestle a lot of matches. That's the, that is what I am dreading. Now, all the people that they've announced, I tend, I think I like. But right. if, I can, so, if I see Elix Skipper Russell three or four times in one show, it's going to be like, fuck, okay, dude, I've seen you do the Matrix fucking four times. It's okay. Well, so that's, I'm curious how they're going to handle it. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into it with a open mind. And maybe it'll be really good. I don't think it's going to be as, be, you know, better than the other one. Because I do think that the other... Um, X Cup was first off, it was the first one, and like the way they did it, I think was very well done. But we will see how it goes, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll keep my uh, optimism alive, I guess, but we'll see. I, 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 I'm always the type of guy that likes seeing different people on a show, really kind of keeps it going. I could see it potentially dragging. Me too, me too, but we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, all right, Taz, you got anything else for this week? Are we uh, good to jet out towards the X-Cup? Uh, man, I think that wraps it up for me. All right, then. For Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Collin Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.